0: Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Al, we're here 50 episodes later. We made it again.
1: You know, Ty, it's funny how we got to this. If you rewatch episode one, and I've done it a couple times, it's actually really funny. Uh, <coughs> just how far we came. And I said it back then. Like, we're gonna look back at that episode and laugh. And it is kind of funny how our producer was in uh, you know, the background of the opening shot. The first words ever spoken on the show are. You are live by him, you know. So it's uh but yeah, we got 50, Ty. We, we, you know, a show that wasn't really supposed to amount to anything. And here we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the little known, uh, I guess, guerrilla position secrets we have. Uh, the show was never supposed to really be a thing to begin with. It was not something we had spoken about. You know, it was not in any of our lines of sight for at least a year. And then obviously, you know, the circumstances. You know everybody was sitting home just brainstorming and we were like hey we can do this and we went from one platform to the other to guests hosts to now a team of six people with our sexy man gary our new friend ryan it's it, john and john it's been it, i would i would have laughed at you if you told me we'd be uh this far in 50 episodes
1: yeah the, the two things that uh, that always stuck out to me way back when uh you know is that uh we were supposed to start at wrestlemania and we got postponed as well we, you know yeah. we, we got the squad when we really shouldn't have because wwe and aew and impact everything kept going so uh so we got a little bit of a late start i think we started around money in the bank if i remember correctly
0: i think our first show uh yeah it was the week before money in the bank because that was our first set of picks
1: yeah yeah and then uh uh, we, 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 just think we were supposed to last about five episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we, we were we probably only gonna we were like all right, will get five six solid episodes out of this. We'll get tired of it and 50 episodes, 50 episodes four specials later Here we are.
1: Yeah, and and we couldn't be here without you guys you guys the viewers at home Whether it be on YouTube on Facebook Spotify iHeartRadio all of our platforms on the i95 uh, family of networks we're here because of you and we lasted more than five episodes because of you. We're obviously doing something right. Uh we're obviously gonna be trying to get better going forward. Uh a special thank you for John Smith and John the Connie. You two uh you filled in right away and you guys have been a part of this uh probably a lot longer than I think you guys even realize. I think they chopped in uh chimed in, <laughs> in at episode four. Uh and another thanks to yes, the icon, sexy man uh Gary Maheff. Actually I should have had the picture up for Gary. Sexy Gary uh gary's our overseas yeah. correspondent he stays up late night over in belfast we can't thank him enough. and then ryan joy uh the partnership that uh Pro um along with the eastern observer with minutes we couldn't be more thankful for you um for subbing in for us for hosting us uh when we aren't there as we aren't right now unfortunately uh but uh thank you to every single one of you guys thank you to those watching at home uh 50 episodes and we can't be there time we're not there the
0: i know going it, it, it hurts but <sighs> I ain't gonna clean itself
1: no exactly that's what it is so without further ado ryan hit that money making music enjoy 50 episodes ladies and gentlemen thank you
2: All right. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Tyler. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Um, I'm going to address the fairly, fairly significant flaw in that opening video in just a second. But first, let me introduce the people on the screen. I'm Ryan Joy, filling in for Al Carl this week. And to the below me, you see uh, John DeConi, the first ever pro wrestling pick champion, the living legend. How are you, John? Good, good. Doing well.
3: Glad to be here. 50 episodes. This is good stuff. Love it.
2: Hopefully the EWP is like NXT is on your shirt, and that is for life. And then uh, above John and to my right, I guess, is John Smith wearing his Andre the Giant shirt. He's the man who provides advice every Wednesday on the Daily Wrestling News show. John, your tip last week was to make sure you stretch before you do anything strenuous. I hope that you're feeling okay for the EWP <laughs> today.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm feeling fine now, but I was uh, I was hurting for a few days from that. But uh, yeah, just very happy to hit fifty. I, you know, I didn't even realize we were recording these things, so I'm just happy to be along for the ride.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, as mentioned, uh, there was a you know, Alan Tyler did that great video. Uh, to lead us into the show. There was a a fairly significant thing going on, and I wanted to make sure I bring it to everybody's attention. So we have a bit of trivia. So I hope you guys were paying attention. Your question, B, the Adele family wished wished the entire cleaning staff the best in their future endeavors. C, the blanket is covering up something he didn't want us to see. Or D, none of the above. Guys, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I wish Tyler the best.
4: <laughs> John, it
2: looks like you have a theory.
4: <laughs> I have no idea. I, I wasn't paying attention, to be honest with you. I was more so listening and watching. I got, I got Escobar and Kushida on the other window right now that I'm refreshing my memory with. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up
2: because on today's show, we are going to talk about our new cruiserweight champion. Gary's going to come over from NXT to talk about NXT UK. Uh, Travis is going to be in my normal spot as he typically is when I'm in the hosting position. He's going to talk about the New Japan Cup USA and a couple of other cool things that are happening. Uh, we have Darby Allen squeezing by Matt Hardy, but he has but Darby has another TNT title match this week. We're going to get you caught up on SmackDown and Raw. We are going to make our picks for the upcoming uh, week's shows. Graphics will be presented by minstofeltheim.com, and the show, as always, is sponsored by the brand new 2021-22 season of Pro Wrestling Pick'em. Guys, go out there, join, so you can uh, make your picks alongside us. Join the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool or whatever. Uh, Make your picks, score the points. Uh, Dethrone Al Carl, who won this year's pool. Uh, but most importantly, play against your friends or play against the universe. All right. Get those names back up. Okay. We're going to main event, the impact main event, the show with the huge title for title match at impact rebellion this weekend, but we curtain jerk the show, uh, with NXT and that big, uh, Kushida victory. So with that said, uh, Tonight we have Kushida's championship celebration. He's going to be doing an open challenge, but uh, let's see who's talking about Kushida. <laughs> Sam Jones, John Smith, take it away.
4: Yeah, I, this one was a big shocker to me, but I mean, I I kind of saw it coming when Kushida didn't come out in his normal uh, attire. He he showed up in in some normal wrestling trunks. And you don't normally make a change like that for no reason, and that um, we it had a reason because now he's at the top of the cruiserweight division, and uh, the, the match was great. Um, Santos put a beat into him; he made him earn that title. He put a Walls of Jericho on him on the top step of the of the ring steps, which was pretty awesome. And then uh, Kushida went for a, like a, a springboard upside down something or other off the ropes, and he got put into a backstabber instead which was which was pretty awesome. Um but it w- Santos just fell short because he uh he was all beat up from that awesome unification match against Devlin the week before. So um you know I had called for him to lose that ladder match originally so he could go on to bigger and better things and you know they just did it a week later. And now I'm hoping to see him you know, maybe he can revisit the, um, the feud he had with and Cross, and that could be Cross's first title defense. Well, so that's interesting. We'll get to that in a second. But Kushida tonight is supposed to have a
2: championship celebration. That's how they've been marketing it, they being WWE, up until a couple of hours ago when they changed it to now Kushida's doing an open challenge. He is returning the favor to the locker room. So I guess the question is, guys, it's our first pick of the week. A, who do you think is going to answer the challenge? And B, does Kashita lose the belt on the first go round? John Smith, I'll start with you.
4: Uh, I mean, my, I haven't been been nailing my NXT picks lately. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> did we lose John Smith? Yeah, he's frozen. He's frozen. He's okay, so well, John Smith is frozen. That's okay, you John. I can hear you now. Go ahead.
4: I don't know what the heck happened. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, I don't. I just don't see them taking the belt off of Kushida yet. They, it seems like they're just going in a different direction with that division now, and you know he's going to be at the top of it. John
3: Takami. Yeah, I would not think that they take the belt off of him uh, just yet. It was, it was too much fun to see him uh, win it last week. Uh, as for who's going to show up and answer the challenge. Uh, you, know, you know, Leon Ruff's kind of tied up with uh, with Swerve and whatnot. So, off the top of my head, the the smallest guy I can think of that could pop out of the locker room and uh, put a nice match on with him, maybe Jake Atlas? I don't know.
2: No, nobody thinks Jordan Devlin's just going to come out and
3: make
4: that. No, he said he was going home. He said he was coming back, but he said he was going home. So, I don't know. I thought it was going to be Tyler Rust last week, so I'll just say Tyler Rust again this week. May- Malcolm Bivens, you come out and – and accept the challenge for him, maybe.
2: Yeah. Yep. And we had, uh, you know, and it could be Santos Escobar himself. Um, or Escobar could go to the main roster, as Gary said, in our private chat. Um, John, you brought up Karrion Kross uh, and maybe Escobar feuding with him, rekindling that uh, that little quick fire uh, feud that we had a few weeks ago. Um, Karrion Cross actually opened NXT last week, and he said – it wasn't necessarily an open challenge, but he said anybody that wants the title can step up. So I guess now we just wait. But John Takami, MSK had a, ma- a title match, their first title defense since winning the titles at stand and deliver against Killian Bain and Drake Maverick.
3: Yeah, we had uh, we had a fun little match here between MSK and the, the what is it, the fire and the, the furry and fury, something like that. Uh, yeah. uh, they, they, you know, they, have, you know, those two teams have good chemistry, uh, but, uh, Killian Dane went for his, uh, power bombing of his partner onto Carter and Wesley pulled his boy Carter out of the ring. They would eventually take Dane out, keep him out. You know, he's down outside the ring, which would leave poor little Drake Maverick all alone. And, uh, Lee would hit the running, uh, Blockbuster. They didn't do it off the, uh, the the turnbuckle this time. It was just kind of running mid ring, and we may have a name for it. I tried to name it last week, and uh, they decided that the hell with my idea. It sounds like it may be going as end transmission. Uh, either way, it is a uh, a retention for MSK of their uh, NXT tag team titles. And then after the match, we had uh, Imperium attacking Killian Bain, uh, Wolf came out and kind of, you know, was drawn back and forth with them and kind of had his attention. And then, uh, the other, Eichner and Bartel jumped him from behind, left them laying. They hit their pose, hit their music and segment. But, uh, looks like, uh, that's the direction that Dane is
5: headed. Uh, hopefully Dane and Maverick, but, uh,
3: they're going to, I assume have some issues with Imperium moving forward.
2: Yeah, it seems that way. And, uh, you know, I'm fine with that. I think that'll be a interesting, uh, Lock of feuding there. So, um although you say that, but Thatcher and Champa had their say later in the show too. Uh, Champa said basically to MSK, "We're coming." So basically, Walter was kind of a little blip in the blip in the road, but Thatcher and Champa apparently are are coming for MSK. Uh, we lost John Smith. Not sure what happened there. Hopefully, he resurfaces here in a few seconds. uh In the meantime, John, you and I will have to do john smith's work and carry on through he's the senior nxt correspondent but we've got this so raquel gonzalez had a promo uh, basically you know it was her celebration she thanked dakota kai taya valkyrie or frankie monet came out basically to put raquel on notice stand by john smith is back i don't know what's going on guys i'm sorry no problem you're here now we got you uh, back well I was going to ask you, John, uh, I'm just finishing up talking about Raquel Gonzalez and her promo. Uh, Taya Valkyrie came out. Rhea Ripley came out. Bianca Belair came out. All that's going on. But this week, this week, the women's division gets a little shakeup as Saray, she is making her debut. She is the warrior of the sun. The big question is, who is going to take an L against Saray this week?
4: Um, my guess would be Aaliyah. If not her, if not her, Zoe Stark maybe. Ooh, Zoe Stark. That's a. She's kind of she's
2: of the of that class, you know. I I don't know. Like, there's got Cora Jade and you got those those ones too. Whoever Priscilla Kelly was and Eliana Block. I don't know what their NXT names are, but Zoe Stark. Glad you brought Zoe Stark up because she. Had a, had a conversation with Mercedes Martinez after Mercedes Martinez defeated uh, Jesse Kamea. Zoe Stark says, I want a shot at Raquel. Mercedes gets cut her face. Mercedes wants a shot. That seems like a match that we should be getting on NXT this week. If not this week, then next uh, to kind of determine who's going to get the shot at Raquel. So I hope Zoe Stark doesn't lose to Soraya. Otherwise, Zoe Stark's right out of that running. But, uh, John Smith, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Leon Ruff.
4: Yeah, that was uh, a, another good match by them, and I love these two together, and it looks like we're going to still be getting more of them. I mean, they they put on a nice, you know, what, 10-minute or so match, and Swerve got the uh, got the pin with his little flippy pile driver, whatever that thing is. I don't even know how to describe it, but I like it. Um, he's not going to be able to do it to, to much bigger guys, but – you know, he'll come up with something else by then. Um, you know, but the aftermath is what this is really about because Leon Ruff came after him and, you know, while he was being interviewed post-match, Ruff came after Swerve and slammed him up against the lockers, hit him all over the place. And, you know, there was a real uh, heel tactic by Leon Ruff. I like to see some, that fire underneath him, you know, he's adding to his character. He's not just a little scrub, you know?
2: Yeah, it's interesting uh, to see that fire from Leon Ruff for sure. So hopefully we'll get more of that this week. Uh, in terms of promos all over this show, Pete Dunn said he's the best technical wrestler in the world, and he has said anybody from any brand that thinks otherwise can come after him. So we have basically Karrion Cross said that. Pete Dunn said that. Kushida's got an open challenge. Sheamus is doing open challenges. It's open challenge season in WWE right now, I think. But, John Dekani, tell us about the main event, an eight-person intergender tag team match, uh, I think the first of its kind.
3: Yes, and uh, the, the way uh, made sure that we knew beforehand, uh, earlier in the show, backstage with Mackenzie, that they are the most dominant four-person intergender group in the history of NXT, and they even had a little Will Bundy moment uh, to get themselves all fired up for their match. And they come out and they're facing Shotzi and Ember and Loomis and Reed. And we have, you know, we have a really fun match. You know, a couple of times the guys and the gals, you know, got into it a little bit. But mostly it was, uh, you know, men facing the men, females facing the females. And then we get to, because the way is involved, we get to our humor moment, which has to come. And thank God for it. Uh, We had uh, Loomis grabs Johnny. He's got him in silence. He's putting him to sleep. And Indy lays down right next to Johnny to kind of, you know, uh, distract. Loomis lets go of the hold, deals with Indy for just a second. And, damn it, Theory comes in and breaks it up by kicking Loomis in the head. Indy's not happy about that. She tosses her teammate Theory out of the ring. Uh, Now she lays back down, and now she gets what she wants. Loomis comes over to her once again. He carries her off over his shoulder. She gives us a little wink and a nod on the way out, let us know she's okay and she's enjoying the festivities. But now, w- without the heart and soul of the team, indie wrestling there, it's all downhill for the way. Uh, we get uh, uh, we hit em- Ember hits a big time eclipse on uh, Austin Theory, who would now you know be the brunt of the rest of this match. Uh, Johnny Gargano tries to take uh, Reed, who's now sitting on the top turnbuckle. He tries to take him down. That doesn't work. He gets front suplexed onto Theory. Theory takes another bump. Uh, Now Candace comes over. She tries to take Reed off the turnbuckle. Obviously, that's not going to work. Shotzi grabs her, puts her up in an electric chair, face plants her right into Theory. And then just to put the the cherry on top of the, the whipped cream, he gets a tsunami and the way takes a big L, and uh, Shotzi, Ember, Loomis, and Reed get the victory here.
2: Now, it's been a minute since we've had a wrestling wedding. The last one was Miro and Kip uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, Um, but certainly things are lining up. The stars are aligning for uh, Dexter, Loomis, and Indy Hartwell, Uh, and James Wheeler would like to say that if he was to book this romance – they would definitely have a wedding that has some vibes from the bride of Frankenstein. So uh, <laughs> good call, James. Good call. Uh, and Dexter Loomis is busy again this week on NXT. It's uh, the first match we get to pick this week. Really uh, LA night versus Dexter Loomis, John the County. I'll go right back to you. What do you think in this match?
3: Well, I do. You know, we, we say this about a couple of different entities in the world of wrestling. I, I think, Loomis is a guy that it doesn't matter if he wins. We're still going to root for him. And I think uh, L.A. Knight came in. He got his first victory out of the way. Then he took an L. L.A. Knight. Uh, so, but I, I think Knight kind of kind of needs this victory here, whether he gets it by uh, heel tactics or not. I'm going to go with L.A. Knight on
2: this one. Okay, John Smith, L.A. Knight, and Dexter Loomis both sitting at two and two for the year. What do you think, John Smith?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much have to echo everything Mr. DeConi just said because it makes the most sense, you know, with the what's going on with the way and Indy and L.A. Knight needing the win, and you know, like you know, he's got to start racking up some victories so he can he has a reason to say that he deserves a title match of some sort. So, you know, uh, Dexter does not lose any face by losing this match with the way getting involved. So, I definitely think L.A. Knight wins this.
2: Okay, Damsel in Distress, Indy Hartwell is my pick to uh, get Dexter Loomis counted out. That's how I think this is going to go. Well, guys, that is NXT this week. Um, We are going to jump across the pond, bring in Gary Mahaffey, and we're going to continue to talk about NXT, but we're going to talk about the UK brand. Uh, John Smith, anything you'd like to say to Gary before I bring him on?
4: Um. No, no, I I think Santos said everything for me last week when, or two weeks ago,
2: actually.
4: All right, we'll see how long
2: we can keep this Gary and John Smith feud going. So, guys, go get your groceries, but don't go far. You'll be back soon. <laughs> Gary, welcome aboard. How are you? I,
6: I can't make any comment. It's currently in the hands of my attorney's. <laughs> so as, as to the, the, the fallacies and the falsehoods that John's been put out over the last few weeks. So.
2: Well, it has been uh, – I mean, everything's busy, and, and NXT UK was busy last week. Four matches on NXT UK yeah. last week. Um, and we started with that Nathan Fraser and Saxon Huxley match. Six minutes that match went.
6: Yeah, it's, it's it's I still can't get used to the name Nathan Fraser. It still sounds like a country and western singer to me, but – because no, um, at all yeah <laughs> no, no, I um but no i mean it, it was good I, it's kind of one of those things i i almost feel it was a little bit of a mismatch because in our clash of styles might be better because of um saxon hookley and his kind of bruiser brody berserker type
2: yeah
6: um the way the way he sort of wrestles but um they, they are very behind um Nathan Fraser and said it was good to see him say with when he when he won with the Frog Splash events, as you say in the six minutes. It was an even enough kind of match back and forth. They both had they both had their moments. Um but they do they do see a lot um in Nathan Fraser, the, the NXT kind of the, the powers that be. Uh, he was a big he was a big get for them, um, because obviously everybody wanted him. Um and so I think they're just kind of at the minute letting them bubble under the surface while everybody else has their moment I and mean, then eventually they'll let them loose. So
2: now what do you th- I mean Nathan Fraser, do you think he's a guy that's gonna wrestle on top? Do you think he's gonna get after Walter at some point? I, that's I, a mess that as well, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. does not it, it what funny because I obviously we were having that conversation backstage about um who would come up to Walter and who would do it. I can see that, that he's the sort of one, I think, Nathan Fraser, I think if there were proper fans in inverted commas, if there were actual, they were taping in front of the fans, I almost think that they would let him loose a little bit more. And he's one of those people, I think, that with, with fans watching him, that the fans would get behind organically and he would become more and more. So it's almost to me like they're holding off until that point. And when you get the fans back, they'll go right. Let's just let him go and see see how high he goes, or see where we take him to. And that he may end up going across to the main NXT at some point. Um, I would say, but once he gets seasoned a little bit over here, but
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the second match, Island Dawn and Amelia McKenzie. You know, McKenzie's just coming in, and um, I didn't expect her to eat. Eat a loss here, and not to either Dawn.
6: Yeah, I mean, I it, it has surprised me because every week when they bring her in, and especially Nigel in commentary, there's very much like, "Oh, Amelia McKenzie's here. Oh, she's back. Oh, she's," and I'm like, "Okay, what's going on?" But we we've talked before how they they have a tendency on NXT UK to kind of go. Not that there's a hierarchy, but to go, it's not your turn now, so just wait, yeah. and everybody can see how good you are, and your time will come, almost like you would nearly, th- like like New Japan have a tendency to do with the young lions or whatever, kind of, you come in and go, like they will be somebody in a few years' time, but we're not worried about them yet. And it's almost like they've done that. It's like, okay, she's here, and we know she'll be good. Give her time. We'll be okay. And as you say, I I, I have been surprised that she's taken so many losses um, although I know she obviously she won the tag match with, with Saddam Root, but mm-hmm. um I I was surprised when I saw it was her, but when I saw Isla Dawn I thought, okay, they're behind her at the minute. And then when Aminia McKenzie came out, I was like, Oh, okay. I don't fancy her chances here, but say it was good and I, I will say that Isla's finish which seemed to be that half Nelson suplex with like the okay. bridging version of it, it looked like a great finish. It looked like she'd killed her. Um, when, she, when she pinned her with that so to be fair, they've, they've done a good job now that it's kind of now that it's Isla's turn to, to come through a bit.
2: Yeah, it's interesting they're spending a lot of time on Isla Dawn's character work, um, they have yeah. given her those vignettes in the back, she's had some interaction with Kaylee Ray. Ray um, so she's getting a little bit of a rub there and you're kind of just waiting for them to Explode and
6: have a match, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, and and let's say I've I've seen Isla live a couple of times. that She's been across. There was a there was an all female show here in Belfast a couple of years ago that that she was on, and again, it's not one of those. When you see them live, a she was she's good, and you can see fundamentally that she's great when she's live. But when there are fans there and there's somebody to naturally bounce off, you can see her character. And now that they've tweaked it and turned it a little bit. Again, you kind of go, she would be another one as a heel that would work really well and feed off the fans. So the sooner the better.
2: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, speaking of people who don't often get wins,
6: <laughs>
2: Jack Stars. Where'd this come Yes, yeah, the Barry Horowitz. Barry yes. uh, Horowitz, yeah. <laughs> the Barry Horowitz of NXT UK. Um, Jack Stars gets a win over Ashton Smith. Now Ashton Smith, not known for taking a getting a bunch of wins himself, but still, you know, this is the story. Come on, Jack, get your wins.
6: Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll be the one to take on Walter. I mean, it's a, again, <laughs> I, actually, I actually, I know what I've said like every time about the fans, if they'd done the same storyline with Jack Stars, and especially now with him with Piper and Evan, with them starting to get a few wins, if they had done that. If there were fans there, he would seem like the biggest babyface in the world. Like I could really see, because when he came on at first, you go, "Well, you're in great shape, and you you work well, and you're just going to put people over." And when they gave him one win, you went, "Oh, that's his token win," and then you went, "Oh no, you're you're getting another one." Oh, they they're trying with you here, um, and so it's been it's been really good to see him to see him do that. And to see how he still has that kind of geeky character of, oh, my goodness, did I win? um, <laughs> type, uh, Like he's not used to it his whole life they're helping probably. But um, but it, it's really good. And to see that character development and to see them just go, do you know what? Let's give something like this, a wee thing like this, a chance and see where the fans take it. And I think online the fans seem to be taking to it as well. Um, So I'm, I'm really interested to see where it goes.
2: I like that it also gives Piper Niven something to do. When it's not her turn All right. we yeah. talked about everybody kind of having a turn piper went several rounds with kaylee right she's not the person that's going to be in that title picture right now but she still gets to be on tv she still gets to do things because she's sort of jack stars life coach at the moment
6: i mean e- even the same i mean my my obviously my favorite female wrestler jenny um with joseph connors with her and joseph connors same is fact. fantastic live is a fantastic wrestler personality wise you're going he needs to find his niche and actually with her it's almost done that where you could you say it's the same thing you go it's not your turn you'll get the odd match but just keep coming out with her and people will remember your hair type of thing and you go as you say for paper it's the same type of idea yeah
2: absolutely um now you, uh, you brought up jenny so i'm just going to transition straight to that um jenny I don't think they actually announced the match on NXT UK, but Ginny seemed to indicate that she was going to be wrestling Donnie Luna on this week's episode. So I guess we got to pick the match. Ginny and Donnie Luna, who do you got? It, it,
6: it's almost, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because it's like, as you said about Amelia McKenzie for that match, it's like, oh, I'm surprised you're going to beat her. And Donnie Luna is another one that for me they've introduced to the kind of go, oh, here's this up-and-comer, she's a powerhouse. They're linking her with Webster and and, and Andrews as well with a little bit. And you go, okay, great. But you kind of go, Jimmy, okay. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that somehow, whether it's somebody interferes or something happens, I'm going to go for Danny Luna to take the win.
2: I think so too, though. I I think that they've done video packages for Danny Luna. Uh, Ginny just had her turn, as we've been kind of the motif of our, our segment here, so I think, uh, yeah, build up Donnie Luna so that not this month or next month, but sometime three, four months down the road, she's going to have a title shop and they need to have these wins behind her. So I'm with you there. So the Supernova Sessions, <laughs> our favorite, our, like our favorite uh, segment, our favorite uh, talk show, I guess, in, in all of wrestling. and outside wrestling too probably. It's our favorite talk show. Uh, they had Gallus on and uh, they got company.
6: Yeah, when, when the hunt version two um came out at well, the awkward, end of it. Awkward for me still,
2: but yeah. Yeah. Um
6: there was something I still haven't found out. There must something must have happened wild boar. It must be there must be an injury, like something major, but I'm trying to find that out. But um but you had Eddie Dennis obviously came out and antagonized him and then the hunt attacked them from behind. And actually what I love was you had the, the massive brawl going on it looks as if i think eddie dennis and, and joe coffee are fighting this week i think on nxt uk um but in the middle of it you just had noam dar standing there going <laughs> as if <laughs> this is great i've made everybody fight and he just is i i'm starting to love him more and more it has to be said uh, i will say this
2: about any eddie dennis because i you know i've watched nxt uk since it started And Eddie Dennis had a few with Trent Seven, you know, early part of 2020 and stuff. Um, He'd always been there, but he wasn't very interesting Mm -hmm. until the restart. And all of a sudden, he is great at capturing your attention and just making you hate him right away whenever he speaks. But but you are right. Eddie Dennis versus Joe Coffey. That is a match that we are going to be seeing this week. Let me pull down the banner so you can see that Eddie Dennis has not had a match, not a singles match anyway this year. Uh, Joe Coffey two and one. So Gary, who do you got?
6: I'm gonna go against all of my instincts and I'm gonna go Eddie Dennis. I'm gonna say that um, that now there'll be there'll be some sort of again possible interference because you've got the hunt doing that, or it could end up with a DQ leading to a six man down the line or something. But um I think if there's if there's gonna be a winner in it by some way, shape or form, it'll be Eddie Dennis. Either Eddie Dennis wins or Joe wins by DQ, but I'm gonna go Eddie Dennis to win.
2: Impossible. Gallus boys on top. That's where well, I'm I see, I wish but
6: <laughs>
2: I really enjoyed uh I think it wasn't this episode. It was two episodes ago uh, the like the fight club thing that oh, they did with yeah. uh with Wolfgang
6: whoever does the videos for nxt uk and all the promo stuff like they are really exceptionally good videos when you think of the ones that they did of the like the personal pieces on dragon of and stuff as well back like a a couple of months ago they've all just been brilliant so big props to whoever does those
2: i'll say that specifically for NXT UK and the NXT brand on the the States side, both they're doing incredible video packages, incredible pre-tape promos and things like that. Um I think that in a lot of ways the main roster doesn't do a lot of that stuff. They of course they do video packages to introduce matches before pay-per-views, but not a lot of pre-tape promos and stuff.
6: So I think I heard I think I heard um Uncle Dave saying that um as far for NXT in the main roster. Um, they took a, they signed a guy from OTT here in Dublin. Yes, who yeah. did those packages and the video packages for OTT were amazing. Apparently, yeah. he's gone across. I think he was responsible for the the Colin O'Reilly one yeah. recently. Um, and so as you say, they've just been phenomenal. So,
2: yeah, hundred hundred percent. Um, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan they had the main event last week. Um. And it went eleven minutes thirty seconds. Kenny Williams uses some underhanded tactics, but he got the win. But it doesn't sound like Amir Jordan's completely done with the situation yet.
6: So. No, I was watching the two videos. There were two backstage videos, and where Kenny Williams was like, "Oh, he's nobody," but I'm going to move on up the cut I think, uh, to take anybody on. I mean, Amir Jordan was like, "No, you're not, big boy. I'm still coming for you." Um, so you can see some sort of. Grudge match down the line, and I'm pleased I'm, I'm pleased to see it. Like, and I was genuinely pleased to see that they got when they did their match, they allowed them to be the main event because it has built up over a lot of months. It has been yeah. coming, and then it came up, and I went, "Well, fair dues." They've given them, they've given them the main event. They gave them a good amount of time to have a good, a decent match, and they are both good. But you can obviously see that um, they see a little bit more in Kenny Williams at the minute. As you say, it's his turn. He'll have his go. And whether he ends up linking up with the leg of a Noam Darn, Sha Samuels, or whether whatever way he goes, um, they'll they'll give, they'll give him a chance, and then it's up to him to kind of prove that he can run with it. So.
2: I think he's just one or two wins away from a Heritage Cup uh, yeah. you know,
6: yeah.
2: shot or whatever. Um, of course, I could ask you the same thing I asked you about Nathan Frazier. Is Kenny Williams the guy to take down Walter? <laughs> they, have a, they have a lot of guys in that body type <laughs> that are yeah. hard to believe would take, be able to take down somebody like Walter but anything else over in NXT UK Gary that we need to talk about
6: no I mean as, as we were saying I've, I've been waiting on a few there have been a few names rumored of, of the to start soon or whatever and I'm waiting to see if some of them come through and when, when they debut but I'm just really looking forward to and, and as I've always said before if anybody has never watched it, it will be an hour, t- an hour of wrestling TV that you will not regret watching. Uh, it's a great show, really well-paced, and, and just really well worthwhile.
2: Yeah, and if you're only a WWE person, this is on Thursday, so there's no other WWE programming that day. so And it's on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You can catch it on demand <laughs> here at home making dinner or something. You yeah. know? Definitely tune in. Uh, if you can't keep your attention on it the whole time, Nigel McGuinness will keep you up to date on whatever's going on in the ring. So, Gary, thank you so much. I think it's time for you to uh, tell John Smith exactly what you think of him before we let you go.
6: Who no John Smith to think of him, I would get kicked off the air.
2: <laughs> so well, we're going to do that anyway.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be, Jordan's day will come, and they would say – You'll see when Jordan – the cream will always rise to the top. That's all I'm going to say. I will take the
2: Jordan devlin Kushida match as soon as we're ready.
6: Yeah. And you know what? He could
2: answer Seamus's open challenge too. I'd be fine with that. So, But, Gary, we'll see you next time. I'm going to bring in Travis. We're going to talk about New Japan and all that stuff. Thank you, Gary. See you there. All right. Gary's out and Travis is in. We just got to change the nameplate. Boom. There we go. (laughs) Welcome aboard Travis.
5: Thanks. It's great to be here. Happy 50th EWP. I think this is like my fourth appearance. So I'm the youngest, which Youngster. is yeah. as a as a young wrestling podcaster, I think that speaks a lot to the reason why I'm the worst out of the entire roster on trivia. I'm just the youngest, I least knowledge, least experience. <laughs>
2: If, uh, if podcasting was a, in any way related to your memory bank, I would give you that. But Fair enough. Um, so I think there's three main stories this week, um, in, in MLW. Isle of, of wrestling oh,
5: misfit promotions yes. that we're living in. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Let's start with MLW. I think the big news that broke, uh, last night during raw, we got a new TV deal yeah this is great I'm
5: I'm really happy for Cor I'm really happy for the the um, his fighters his stable of fighters that he has um, Vice TV is going to be bringing us some MLW stuff um, you know apparently the dark side of the ring ratings were big enough for them to say hey let's maybe flex our muscles a little bit and stretch out and see if we can't get a little bit of this wrestling audience because you know if you're not involved in the wrestling viewership, there's a lot of eyeballs coming to the product right now. I mean, it's great. It, I can't imagine what the world would be like as far as indie wrestling shows. Uh, going on right now if the world was turned on because there's so much on tv there's so much on youtube there's so much on twitch there's you know independent wrestling tv and different things like that that are going on that man there's there's hours and hours of wrestling that are on regular tv let alone what we'd see in local vfws and fire halls and all kinds of stuff if the world was turned on so i can't imagine what it's going to be like when when we get to higher levels of vaccination and stuff like that because it's going to get crazy again and a great time to be part of wrestling
2: it's going to boomerang right i think it's going to huge 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 explosion and then it'll kind of
5: come yeah back. you'll see a winnowing just like everything else it's kind of pop culture you like that for sure
2: so we know that vice tv deal is going to start sometime in may but in the meantime we have fusion this week hammerstone has a press conference mm-hmm. i assume he's going to challenge uh fatu but i could be wrong um gino medina versus rocky romero tonight and also tjp or not tonight tomorrow night and All TJP right. versus Buku Dao.
5: Yeah, so that's finally going to pay off a little bit of this. This has been, you know, this is about, gosh, we're probably four four to six weeks in on this thing where, you know, TJP was essentially supposed to be the uh, mentor a little bit for Buku Dao and ended up getting frustrated during a tag match and kind of beat him down and took some, you know, a couple of fines and different things like that. So maybe we'll see if Buku Dao gets his comeuppance here against TJP. Um, we'll make the pitch, what do you think? Like TJP or Buku Dao? I think we're going to see Buku Dao. Um, He's interesting as a wrestler. He brings a nice presentation to the ring. Um, It gives TJP something to work in and spin off of and, I don't know as we're going to see any kind of interference in this one. It'll, it'll be interesting. You know, TJP is one of those people that like, you know, he kind of falls in that category with even, you know, Rocky Romero's working a lot of loops now. You got Leo Rush that's working a ton, ACH, different people like that. Uh TJP's all over the place too. So maybe he's going to get a solid, more solid footed. And, and, and MLW maybe his actual home home with the new show coming and stuff like that. So I think this is yeah. a good place to establish an inner rivalry there.
2: I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Buku Dao here. I think he takes this one. Uh, the other match we talked about was Gino Medina versus Rocky Romero. Gino Medina, Travis, we saw at the collective uh, live. And it was like one of the first matches that we saw. And it was a rough stoppage because something happened to Gino, but.
5: Yeah. Gino got dumped on his head or something. So it was not doing good by the time we had walked in through the gates there. Um, and we got to see Rocky too. So we, you know, Loosely got to see both of these. I, I'm going to say this is probably Gino just due to his affiliation um, yeah. with Team Filthy and stuff. I, I don't know if Rocky needs this match, and it just seems like he kind of needs a win. I think on the Lawler Island match, he might have gotten pounded on there. And Gino lost it.
2: his match against Richard Holliday last yeah, week. Yeah,
5: so Gino could use the win, and Rocky's kind of just here for, for really good window dressing, I think.
2: Yeah. And Court Bauer is supposed to make a great big announcement again on the show tonight. Um, Court Bauer being the owner of MLW. So this could be a return of fans. I think that's the, what everybody thinks. So maybe he'll announce some dates there, but
5: yeah, they've got shows, I guess, booked in Philly and Chicago right now. So I assume that that's what we're going to see. And if you look at the video package, that's what they were showing. Although it was interesting, like two seconds into the video, they show a, a wonderful screaming gal that's excited about MLW and she's got a road to wrestlemania shirt on so, <laughs> i was surprised they cut that in but what are you gonna do you can't avoid all that stuff if you're something
2: if you're a company the size of mlw it's not like you can uh, pretend that ww doesn't exist you know correct <laughs> absolutely especially that's you know where court came from so the other big story going on is new japan strong uh, we are looking to get our New Japan Strong Openweight Champion this Friday. It's going to be either Brody King or Tom Lawler. We are down to the end. What do you think? So
5: I'm going to take Tom Lawler here. And the reason that I'm going to take Tom Lawler here, here is a story has to come out of this tournament. because So the tournament was a story we created some story. There's some angles in there. We've got some, you know, the, the, the early part of this card has a little bit of development there and stuff like that. But I think you need a guy who is a faction leader to kind of be the one to take this tournament down because you have to move on to something else. You have to transition to something else. And like, I think early on, we thought that this person was going to get a match against, um, John Moxley. And it doesn't seem like that's the direction they're going anymore with the brand new, really nice looking belt uh, that they introduced and stuff. So I, I I think there's an amount of it that needs to go to Lawler, although it's interesting with the new MLW show and not knowing where contracts are and stuff like that. Brody King could be the guy too. I don't know. It just feels like Tom Lawler with the belt is more interesting to me, given his accolades and how many fans sort of outside may recognize Lawler versus Brody King. I think Brody King's kind of a newer face, unless you're familiar with ROH and the stuff that he did with, with villain enterprises. So, um, Plus, I think you
2: picked Brody King on the show this morning, so mm-hmm. this way you are one hundred percent. I am covering you're gonna be my watching. bases,
5: <laughs> and I feel more pressure for my picks here because you guys do the pro wrestling pickums, and we just loosely discuss the matches on daily wrestling. So I, I am hedging my bets here. This one,
2: <laughs> you are going to be right. There's exactly, no <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, so we have that, and John DeConi. Uh, while you are sitting backstage, do me a favor, and if you haven't seen the New Japan Strong Belt, I know you are our belt enthusiast. Do Google that so that when you come back on the screen, I can ask you about that and you can tell me whether it's garbage or great. Um, But Travis, the other news that broke um, a couple of hours ago, actually only is that ring of honor. They announced they're going to do a women's tournament this summer. But before that happens, apparently every Wednesday, it's going to be women's Wednesday on their YouTube. And they're going to be showcasing women who are trying to potentially get in the tournament. So,
5: yeah, Wednesday night women's division, you know, they had announced that they're going to have a tournament for the belt. So, it's been a little while since we've seen a women of honor belt um, kicking around. So, I, from that announcement and stuff, I got to assume that they're going to kick off this women's Wednesday division with Angelina Love versus Quinn McKay. Um, that's the only thing that's kind of out there. That's a storyline that needs to kind of be paid off. And they haven't really announced who the rest of the, um, the competitors are or anything like that. I'm sure over the course of the next couple of weeks, they'll use some of that to build up with though. Um, but I'm excited to see it. I mean, women's wrestling is, is definitely grown around the country and gosh, you know, when we were in Florida for WrestleMania weekend, we saw a ton of great women's talent that I wasn't familiar with, and there's certainly a lot of room for them on a lot of shows. So it's nice to see they're getting essentially their own show, you know. And outside of Stardom and a couple, wow, and a couple of other places, like this is a promotion that's dedicating an entire media hour or two hours or however long the show's going to be to just women's wrestling to kind of give them their own thing. So I think it's really cool.
2: I am personally hoping, um, as somebody who went to uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling up there in their you know ring of honors home base that they are going to bring in Gia Scott and aria palmer those are uh former women's champions actually gia is the current women's champion at maryland uh championship wrestling so i'm hoping that they're going to use those i think gia was part of the original tournament that they were supposed to do last summer so
5: and don't sleep on my new favorite lady frost that's she's well, also in that area as well
2: Yep. She, she was there for a MCW show before the pandemic too. And it was right before, you know, it was like December maybe. So yeah. Uh, Hopefully we see her there too, along with Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James. Anybody else?
5: Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of talent we can pull from at this point. A couple of them got released and there's, Chelsea green that's kicking around out there too. So I hope that they ROH kind of takes that and they're not shy about, you know, there's no such thing as a forbidden portal. ROH will grab you from anywhere. So, you know, if you're a local wrestler, if you just came off of WWE's locker room, they're going to, they're going to find a space for you and at least get you in there if you can go. So I think good things all around. I'm happy to see where ROH is going. They had their 500th episode on Saturday. Very interesting. couple of matches that were really good and nice to see some of the guys that are kind of the pillars of ROH go and it's good to see this attention and focus back on the women of honor as well. Cause it's kind of been
2: missing from the show. Yeah, absolutely. So I think with that we can switch to AEW now. I'm ready. So I'm going to bring in John and John. I think I got to take you out first.
5: Yeah, that's usually
2: what yeah, happens. This, this is a mind thing for me. So Travis is gone. John is in, I think then Travis and then John. I think that's how we got to do it. No, as soon as I put the, the uh, let's see. <laughs> all right, all right. Right. Holy cow. All right. I, honestly, I will take a bow. That was great. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all elite wrestling. We're going to talk about Dynamite from last week. I've got the picks interspersed as we go. Uh, John DeCani, going straight to you, first and foremost. How about that belt? What do you think?
3: Yeah, just so everybody could play along, I pulled up a picture off of uh, the Twitter feed of the gentleman who made it, and it's probably not going to show up, but Good yeah, up. there you go. You, you got the Lions on the side, the yeah. NJ, uh, PW Strong logo in the center, made by the same guy who made the new uh, world title that everyone absolutely hated. This one, I think, is is perfect for what it is. It's uh, it's their, That's their American show, right? yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So this one's a lot more plain than most of their belts. Uh, well, at least the, uh the, the heavyweight and the light heavyweight. Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's nice and crisp looking. You got the lions on the side, you got the big logo in the center. Good looking
2: belt. All right. Well, John DeConte has given it the stamp of approval. I am not authority in this. I just know what I like and what I don't. But if John, if John says it's good, then I, you know, he's the authority. So.
5: so I just disliked that heavyweight belt until it was, Known to me that it was going to go on Osprey's waist. I think the belt shape looks great on Will Osprey. Other wrestlers, not so good.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, but back to you, John and AEW now. The Young Bucks had their title defense against Pac and Ray Phoenix to start last week's Dynamite.
3: Yeah, the the Bucks themselves started off the show uh, backstage, saying that you know it's time for a new, better version of the Bucks, and they were chopping up their old uh, uh, multicolored tights and whatnot. They come out in, in gray, mostly gray and white. Uh, they're showing off their, their fancy footwear and whatnot. So they're really putting themselves over its heels. And, boy, <laughs> they, they really submitted that by the end of this match. Uh, so you got the Bucks versus Pocket Phoenix. I mean, geez, could you come up with four more incredible athletes to put in one ring? These guys tear a house down for about 25 minutes and uh, we get towards the the ending sequence and we have uh, Nick Jackson uh, behind the referee's bag. Guess the referee was kind of to the side of him. He was laying up, laying up against the ropes. Um, Hawk came up from behind to try and uh, gut wrench him off the ropes and he megal kicked him just out of the view of the referee. Uh, then you got uh, but Phoenix had a uh, blind tag. He's in. And now Nick, to really cement what a heel he is, pulls Phoenix's mask off. Uh, then you get the double super kick from the Bucks, and Nick pins Phoenix, who kind of just didn't know what to do with himself. He was too busy covering up. He got rolled up after the super kick, and wow, the Bucks are now you know top D-bags on the card pretty much.
2: Honestly, I'd like to know what Phoenix's record is, and if you take all the losses off, where his mask was removed because those bucks, they, whether the bucks are faces or heels, they always pull off Ray Phoenix's mask. Those <laughs> <jerks>. <laughs> well, Alex Marvez had a conversation with hangman page in the back asking about the young bucks and what they're, what they're up to. Hangman just says, Oh, thanks for asking about silver shoulder. It's coming along fine. And then he leaves this week. We have hangman page versus Ricky Starks. Travis, I'm going to start with you. Where do you think this one's going to go? We got Hangman and Starks. Two, you know, Hangman's a top guy, Starks is on the climb.
5: Okay. Yeah. Starks is on the climb. You know, I'd, I'd love to see Starks win this match. Cause I think he's phenomenal. And I think he's, he's one of those young guys. That's going to be a pillar um, and not to take anything away from hangman, but hangman was kind of hotshot to that position when he got to be in the, you know, the first real main event against Jericho. And um, I definitely think they made the right choice on where the belt went, but it feels a lot like hangman is going to the top of this card and what a story it would be hangman versus Kenny for the belt after some, you know a bunch of different stuff towards the end of the year this year. So I I don't see Hangman losing here though if it were to happen I think we we're going to see some maybe like blood and guts is coming up. I can't imagine it's going to be one match that's 2 hours. Right. Which means if you're going to bring out the war games rings and stuff like that, you got to have a whole faction to do it with. So if we're going to throw the dark order out here and maybe Team Taz comes to break it up, we could have Team Taz with hook in the gang and any of the 27 dark order members in the ring as the first blood and guts opener match um that's the only way i see hangman losing this would be you know hobbs or cage or something like that and maybe they'll blow that off in a blood and guts to start that show with cage kind of ripping apart everybody in that in that faction which i think is i think is coming
2: so James Wheeler has a theory on the blood and guts, too, that I will put your comment up in a second here, James. I just want to get through these picks. John Smith, uh, what do you think about the Ricky Starks and Hangman Page match?
4: Uh, I think Hangman's going to take that one, no, no doubt. I don't see how he doesn't win that. Yeah,
2: okay. Well, Travis just laid out one option. John DeConte, do you have uh, any other thoughts on this?
3: Yeah, I, you know, just looking at it, of course, right off the top of my head, I say Paige, and Paige will be my pick, but uh, the, the only thing that creeps up in the back of my head is I think we all kind of are in agreement that Paige is headed towards Omega, and yes. that's going to be amazing, yes. that's some nice long-term storytelling, but it is long-term storytelling, you know, the 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 belt collector hasn't really even collected all the one belt, well, two if you count AAA, Uh so Hangman's already the number one contender. What do you do with him to stall this number one versus Omega you know, storyline? So maybe, uh, like Travis alluded to, maybe we do get some kind of Team Taz interference here, and Starks go over. If I have to make a pick for points, I'm going to pick Hangman. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking they could do something here to at least
2: push that off a little bit, uh, Hangman at number one there. I'm going to pick Hangman as well, but I like – I like the thought process that you guys put behind playing the, sort of the devil's advocate there, because um, I like now that the doubt is creeping up in the back of my head. So we'll see. Uh, Travis, Chris Jericho and Dax. Uh, this is the first, uh, first shots, first shots being fired in the pinnacle and inner circle uh, view.
5: Well, I don't know. Pinnacle fire. Drop some people yeah. in some tables and stuff. And then, you know, just being regular guys in their own dressing room, got attacked by a bunch of thugs, um, including Chris Jericho. So we had, uh, you know, Dax versus Jericho, which is kind of a, you know, out of all the guys was kind of weird, but people like seeing Jericho um, on. And it starts out pretty interesting, actually. They kind of called back to Dax getting his head split open during that melee that they had, and he goes over to the trainer's table, to take a look just to get himself close enough to the mic to wail Jericho in the face with it, which I thought was a pretty smart spot for two heelish kind of guys. Then Jericho gets him back with a pen shot of his own and goes to the old classic Jericho cameraman. So we get to see Jericho's footage as Dax is kind of stumbling around after the pen shot. Um, you know, the match, the match kind of goes on. We've got Tyson that's here, which is, Max tried to have just a normal conversation with Tyson, make sure that he was going to go right down the middle and um, help their odds a little bit in this match with some above board tactics. Tyson said, nope, he didn't want anything to do with that. So we've got a couple of guys down at the ring. Um, The match kind of breaks up with, you know, there's a Judas that goes on that Dax ducks. So we still haven't ever seen anybody kick out of the Judas effects. Then he got hit with the code breaker. You got pinnacle that comes from the back. Okay. Then everybody from inner circle comes from the back and busts it up. Eventually poor cash Wheeler decides that he's going to grab the baseball bat to help out. And you know, that guy who's supposed to be there to enforce the match punches him right in the face. Tyson, Tyson lays out cash. Sammy distracts Dax. Judas gets hit. Then we find out that those dirtbags from the inner circle. Have, they're bringing Mike Tyson into the inner circle.
1: We've I don't seen know. Is play. he gonna?
5: Is he gonna be the enforcer for blood and guts too? He's punched Sean Spears now. Cash Wheeler. He's like a hitman. This goon squad Sean of inner Michael, circle guys. I know. I, know. <laughs> it's, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how he can't be like barred from the ring. Or can we get him in the shark cage? The Kevin Owens. The, the Jericho Cage or the J.J. Cage above the cage above the cage. We get 13 and Christian Cage and Brian Cage can watch with Dallas Page and Ethan Page. Um, Yeah, I, I I was disappointed with the finish, especially with Tyson being a new member of the inner circle. I think he's now he's a marked man like anybody can call him out for matches at this point. And uh, he should I hope he watched what happens to uh, celebrities that get involved in matches that aren't named Bad
2: Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's your comedy segment from Tr- <laughs> so there was there was a little bit of summary in there but a lot of judgment
5: <laughs> I, I gotta call it right down the middle of the way that max would t- want me to
2: yeah exactly and you did <laughs> okay well i will uh do a a brief summary of the jade cargill and red velvet match uh red velvet missed a moonsault jade Cargill hit jaded 7 minutes, 34 seconds, that's the end of the match. Brett Baker then brings up the stats to show us, yes, Red Velvet has now the same number of losses as her, but Brett Baker has more wins, so she's moving up the ranks. Keep that in mind for when we talk about the women's title match, which we will right now. Tay Conti versus Hikaru Shida. I'll start with you, John Dakani. Do we have a title change in the women's division tomorrow night?
3: Oh god, I would love that so much because I am uh, all in for Takehanti. But I think Sheeta has had the belt for so long at this point; it's going to be such a big moment. The belt changes hands. So I'm assuming they're going to hold it off for uh, a pay per view or maybe even a the the main event of a weekly special. You know, a special weekly episode of Dynamite. So, uh, for you know, if, uh, gun to my head, I gotta say Sheeta retains again.
2: Okay, John Smith. I think that's the uh that's the common common thought from everybody here is that uh Bert Baker's gonna be that person who takes it. What do you think?
4: Yeah, Baker. I mean we've been saying it since last summer, though. So when the heck is it gonna happen? Um, I mean I, I would love to see Tay Conti win it. I, I don't think she will though, but you know, she's not just a pretty face, she's she's uh very skilled at jujitsu as well. So you know, I wouldn't be taking her lightly. You know, she knows what she's doing in there.
2: Okay. Travis? So, John Smith and John DeCon, you both picked Sheeta, though, right? Okay. Travis? So, I
5: think this has got to be Sheeta unless we see Alex Reynolds dye his hair and they do some twin magic to get the cover here. It's got to be Sheeta going over, right? <laughs> unless there's some Dark Order help there. Um, as sad as it is, uh, the only, the only, way that I could see Tecanti doing this is they wanted to protect Sheeta for some weird way and use Taekani as a transitional champion to Britt. I think, you know, with them being sort of unsure about Thunder Rosa in the future, I, I really feel strongly after that match with her that, that Britt's got to be the next one. And it just, like John said, though, gosh, we have been waiting a year at this point to have her have that title. Um, not that she hasn't done any character development, not that she hasn't been more lovable now. And she had the nose thing that she had to deal with and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go Shida for the money, I
2: guess. Yeah. I'm going to pick Sheeta as well, but I will, I will put this out there to do the same doubt in the back of your head thing. Um, Sheeta has this long title reign, kind of like Walter. And, Britt Baker's kind of already a star. So, does Britt Baker gain a lot by being the one who takes down Sheeta? Not as much as Tay Conti would. Tay Conti's star would rise a lot if she was the one who took down uh, Sheeta. And then Tay could lose to Britt in a month. You know, it could be a short title reign, but that would do, that win would do more for Tay than it would for Britt. So, I'm still picking Sheeta, but I, that's just something I'll put out there into the, uh, into the ether anthony agogo one move one punch down goes cole carter 52 seconds your match has been summarized on to qt marshall and billy Gunn this week that is going to be our uh, factory versus nightmare factory match for the week and i'm going to start with john smith nightmare factory guy right you know you're going to probably side with cody and, and friends on this so uh is it going to be Billy Gunn or is it going to be QT Marshall?
4: I think it's QT Marshall. I think they got to establish them now that now that they got their uh, their whole group going. You know, they're one of many factions, but they got to help you know make themselves stand out. And I think this is going to be the first step to that. Right
2: now, Travis, I said on the morning show that it almost doesn't matter which one of these guys wins because it's really the Anthony Agogos and the Aaron Solos and the Lee Johnsons that are really the center of this few that are going to really benefit the most. Um, So at this point, Billy Gunn or QT Marshall, I don't remember who you told me this morning. So you can feel
5: free. I I don't know if I ended up making a pick Um, and, and, and I'll go with John Smith's logic in that Billy Gunn, well, you've been in the arena, The guy walks out and the place erupts, whether he's in the match or not. Um, So he doesn't need anything for his star shine. QT kind of being the Brutus in this situation with the big turn, I think he needs to, if he's going to establish himself in that character more, needs this win the most. But I think the finish and how it gets pulled off is going to be the most important one. There's probably going to be some sort of a scrum or some kind of a melee, or you know, if a go-go comes out and jacks Billy in the jaw or something like that, I think it... this has got to be setting the table for the continuation of that story. So I'll be interested in how they decide to wrap this match up rather than maybe just the action in the ring.
2: Now, wrestling fans are the ones that are watching the show. So I just want to make it clear that Travis was not talking about Brutus beefcake in that comment. He was talking about Brutus who double crossed Caesar, which is something Jake the snake brought up and blah, 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 blah. So John DeCani. Billy Gunn, if he went to WWE, as Travis indicated, Billy Gunn is over like crazy. He could go to WWE and be Universal Champion tomorrow. That's how over he is. But do you see him getting past QT Marshall? I
3: think uh, not if the people booking it, uh, you know, have their heads on their shoulders and not elsewhere in their anatomy. So, yeah, I think uh, QT's got to put a stamp on his his new group by uh, getting a victory
2: all right well you know what i'm gonna pick billy gun it's a feel-good moment on dynamite i'm picking billy Gunn. what an ass Probably man. crazy <laughs> all right so don callis and crew they were talking uh don callis says just when you think you've seen it all you haven't seen anything be prepared to be surprised again um he might have been talking about billy Gunn's win here not sure <laughs> Chris Statlander beat Amber Nova, 2 minutes and 53 seconds. Welcome back to our alien. She used a package pile driver modification thing. Thunder Rosa was on the show. She said that both Sheeta and Serena D better watch out. She's coming for both belts. But our next match that we need to pick, we have Trent and Penta El Zero Miedo. John DeConi. this morning on the morning show, I said to Travis, this is the every six months we bring Trent out to show everybody how good he is match. And who do you think walks away with the win? he doesn't have to win to show how good he is? True, true.
3: But, uh, pent is another one of those guys that, uh, whether he wins or loses, no one's going to have less respect for him next time. So I'm in my head, I'm trying to figure out how Trent wins this, uh, because I think Trent, it would make sense his first match back or, you know, his first, major singles action back, he get the win here. So I'm going to pick Trent, but I'm not terribly uh, enthusiastic about the pick or confident.
2: John Smith, uh, John DeConte has picked Trent. He wasn't even considering the fact that Trent has an alien in his quarter. What say you? I, I go against my friend.
4: I got to go with Penta. He's my best friend. <laughs>
2: Fair enough. And on the subject of best friends, they'll also be at ringside, both Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, Travis.
5: Yeah, you know, I wish I knew if Sue was going to be in the crowd or not. Um, I feel like Trent's win record is much higher if she drives him to the ring in that caravan, which sometimes is used as a weapon. Uh, I like Penta better than Trent but I feel like with Trent coming back from the injury, he's probably going to get the win here unless we see the first women's member of death triangle. We move to a death square or a death rhombus, depending on how they want to do it, um, to interfere set up feud with the alien could possibly happen. So I'm going to pick Trenta.
2: <laughs> what it's a combination <laughs> it of Trent pick. and Santa. <laughs> so, uh, fine. But now tell me who you think. Could I'll take Trent. Who could potentially <laughs> be this uh, person who makes up the death rhombus?
5: I know who it's not. It's not going to be evil Yes.
2: But Diamante would be a nice. Diamante
5: would be, pick. would be a, would be a real good pick for me. Um, who knows? Chelsea green.
2: Yeah. Not for ninety days, but
5: maybe. not for ninety days. Though. Maybe she just show up in a big head or something. Yeah, I would. Diamante would be neat for for throwing a a fourth in there. Sure, sure.
2: So Christian Cage, he was playing the role of Sting on last week's Dynamite. He was introduced and brought out by Tony Schiavone. It's Christian, which Taz promptly interrupted because that's what he does to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Uh, just terrible luck with interviews, that poor guy. Uh, basically, all of that, you know. Taz told Cage and Starks to stay in the back. Hobbs came out. The violence ensued. This week, it's powerhouse Hobbs versus Christian Cage. John Smith, pick me a winner.
4: Um, it's too early for Christian to lose. I think so. I'm gonna go with Christian. I could see, I could see them him losing by like you know, deceitful means, but I don't think if the, if he's, they're ready for that yet.
2: This morning on the show, did you bring up the deceitful means, this morning on the show, Travis, you were talking about Christian Cage possibly getting disqualified, which is almost unheard of in AEW. You've had time to think about it.
5: So now that I've had time to think about it, I think it's really ridiculous that Cage and Starks had to stay in the back because Taz was worried about them exploding and Hobbs actually broke chairs over Christian's head I would love to see Will Hobbs win this thing and like really stain up the early Christian and then we're outwork everybody and we got to kind of fight from underneath to establish ourselves and go ah you know what maybe we're not hot shit and this is a much bigger opponent than what he faced um, with Frankie Kazarian and has no familiarity and right now he's kind of in that sting position outside of having Darby where he has no friends really. I don't think we've seen anybody that, what did we have? Mox maybe come out one time or, or whatever. Um, I'm going to take Hobbs just on the outside chance that I think that team Taz sort of needs to, tra- needs to transition into something. And if it's not going into that blood and guts that I set up something interesting around Christian might be cool, but you know, it feels like they sort of just did that with sting too. So it's a tough match to call. Um, I I think John Smith's logic is sound. It's early for Christian and it doesn't really establish him if he loses. But again, Christian's one of those people where I don't think it hurts him to lose either. So I'm going to take Hobbs just, um, just to be an outlier when it comes to that.
2: All right. John DeCone.
5: Yeah. I I think uh, that, I think Christian, will first of all,
3: first and foremost, what I'll be rooting for is they don't give this a 20-minute spot like they did to poor Christian the first time. (laughs) time. Clearly, his cardio was not ready to go with Frankie Kazarian for 20 minutes. Uh, So I think Hobbs will kind of ragdoll him around a little bit. We'll see a lot of uh, the power from the powerhouse. And then I think maybe there's some kind of team Taz mix-up while they're trying some skullduggerous behavior. And Christian hits a roll up after Hobbs gets hit in the head by either Cage or Starks or, you know, uh, Hook. Who knows? But I'll uh, go Christian Cage.
2: Yeah, I will go Cage as well. But I think you're, I think you're right in the sense that Will Hobbs is going to absolutely destroy him, and then it'll be, a, it'll be a Mahi Straw Cradle or an inside cradle or some crazy out wrestling type maneuver for Christian to get the W. Um. John Smith, main event of last week's Dynamite was a Falls Count Anywhere match between Darby Allen and Matt
4: Hardy. Yeah, it was nice to see Matt Hardy in a in a main event for for once in a, in a long while because he, you know, ever since he came in, like he was the big name a year or so ago when he first came in, but then you know another big name, another big name, another big name, five gimmick changes later, and now <laughs> he's finally back on main event and you know he put on a really good match with darby he started off beating them to hell with the chair and then once darby got the upper hand uh hardy's privates came out to to help him and uh then the dark order comes out to help darby with sting in tow which is like this Sting, you know to trying to tell us something why are they both out at the same time why are they coming out at the same time but uh you know, once they cleared everybody out of the way, we come back from commercial and Lance Archer is out there, and he puts a move down just to stick it into in, in Sting's face, because I think we're getting Lance Archer versus Sting pretty soon. Um, Hardy and Darby then just go all over the place, beating the crap out of each other, and it ends with Darby doing a coffin drop off the uh the tower, whatever you want to call it, the light tower. I guess he was maybe 15-20 feet up in the air and I give him some credit, man. That's that's not that's not easy to do. Just let yourself fall from there. Okay, yep. <laughs> the announce table no less. They never do announce table stuff in in AEW.
2: Yeah, fifteen years from now, we will be talking about how A and E has signed uh, a deal with AEW to do the biography series on uh, some AEW wrestlers. We'll be talking about how Darby Allen went through all the uh, putting his body through Mick Foley type of uh, maneuvers. So. Stay tuned for that. Um. But Darby Allen's not done. He must continue to defend that title. And so this week he has a jungle boy, big face versus face match. These are the two guys that have been built up um, basically as the, the baby faces that they've been trying to build as new stars from the very beginning of the program. Travis, what do you think? Is this a title change?
5: I hope so. Um, I think that it could do. I think Darby is is established now. He had the rub and the shine from Sting. Uh, Jungle Boy has kind of been around, uh, not put in any real big spots or anything like that. Certainly worked his butt off. Um, Deserves the belt. I think we're going to see TNT title changes happen on TNT. Um, So if there's is this is as good a challenger as I've seen. He's in a similar. Uh, weight class and style we're going to see a lot of good moves i wish i knew if this was going to be the opener or not because if i thought it was the opener i would say no i would say that Allen would retain but um and i and and it's weird to for me to think that they're going to do it as the finish too because darby was just main evented last week so it's a tough one to call i'm going to take jungle boy it's probably more with my heart than my head because i think this is this is a good time for an elevation and they need something to, you know, they popped that big rating last week. I think this would give them another thing and a reason why people would want to tune in live every week. Look at titles can change that kind of thing. We saw none of that last week. It was pretty chalk. Um, so It'll that's, that's shock. yeah. And, and, and that's the other thing too. we got a live crowd here, right? So live crowd, they're going to be a lot of spots probably because the two of those guys can jump around the ring pretty good. So, I think it would be neat, and in a face a face win versus another face, is is interesting too.
2: Okay, John DeConi, do you think this is a title change? You think we're going to get a new champion tonight or tomorrow night? I don't. Uh, I like I
3: like what Travis is thinking. I wouldn't be upset to see it go that way, but I think if uh, you know if I've got to put money on it, I would say Darby retains because I think he's I think he's. Too much of it. Not that he's a whatever they call it, the white meat baby face. He's not that super smiley baby face. Obviously, he's a darker character. But I think he's too entrenched as a favorite to waste a title change without using that to make some kind of monster heel get over. So I'm gonna say they're not gonna do it here, face versus face. Uh, Not that I would be pissed to see it happen, Jimmy Darby.
2: Okay. Smith, uh, you know, I, I was pretty critical of Darby Allen's initial run as champion because he held that belt forever before he ever made a first defense. But now he's beaten Brian Cage. I think he's even beaten Ricky Starks. He's got Matt Hardy done. This would be this would be deep into his run now. Is it time?
4: I think it is. I think they gave him all these victories in a row just because they, they were gonna get the title off of him soon. Um Jungle Boy is the perfect guy to put this belt on. You know, like he's such a fan favorite. People, I think he's more of a fan favorite than Darby, to be honest with you. There's not a single person that's not you know chanting to his song when he comes out. It's you know that, and I think that's perfect for to have as your TNT champion. Your champ get is like the one of the most over guys in the company. So I think it's time, and I you know I think they're gonna put it on. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking is that.
2: You know, it's face first face, and that's kind of awkward a little bit, but with Kenny Omega working on top as the heel, I think they're gonna keep this TNT championship on a face for a while. So I think it's I'm gonna pick Jungle Boy. It's more of a it's more of a pick from my heart. And John DeConey, there is no money on the line here, so I feel okay <laughs> about that. <laughs> so so even if I lose, my money stays in my pocket. So that's it for AEW, but before, Travis, before you leave, I want to ask you about Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. The rest of us are going to have time to talk about that at the end of the show, but um, Kenny Omega has a chance to collect a belt. you think he's going to do it?
5: Yeah. Yep, I, I, I do. Um, I think if this was on Moose, we, I'd, have, I'd probably have a different look, um, but since it's on Rich Swan, um, I think this is probably part of the deal initially to give him another belt. You got Marrow coming in to call the match and you got Aubrey there to ref it. So you got, a, you got a great story that Impact can tell about how you brought in your own ref or whatever. And there's some issues there, even though Aubrey's a straight shooter. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see Kenny, Kenny go over here um, to get that belt, at least to just add some chaos to it. Because, you know, and, and I had to agree with him a, a week or so ago, I listened to, to Eric Bischoff talk about Nobody cares about this Impact AEW crossover stuff. You know, since the first couple of weeks when it was hot for a little bit, it hasn't really done much to Impact's ratings. AEW's gone a little bit. They've kind of traded the Good Brothers back and forth. We had the time with the private party stuff. But other than that, you know, we know Sammy was supposed to go and he didn't go and stuff. They need some kind of a fire to make this thing matter again. And I think this immediately does that and puts, you know, three belts on Kenny front and center. Okay. Established champion and stuff. And it gets people talking up that again, as opposed to just good brothers with Don Callis over on AEW doing the heel thing. And and they've been good. Um, but it hasn't been, you know, a rivalry rivalry thing, like, like a belt changing hands would be because as soon as that happens, I think it's gloves off and anything can kind of happen. I think we'll see some more impact people come over. If you put, you know, if you give Jungle Boy the belt, maybe we see Ace come over and mess with him or something like that. you know, in some real interesting stuff that I'm hoping to see. Hopefully we see Sammy, Callen, Sammy Callahan come over and, and fight with Moxley and Kingston who are, you know, somehow missing from this, this show. But hopefully we'll get to see some of them and catch up with them. Um, the only other thing that I'll say about this show is, I know a couple of weeks ago, we were kind of critical about how um, unremarkable the booking looked, because the matches look pretty straight. And maybe I'm overthinking on some of my picks here. But it's nice to see this card from AEW put together, where you actually have to think about what the finish might be, as opposed to thinking how oh, these are a bunch of matches that are kind of one sided on your dynamite thing. So hopefully the new TV thing has them with more exciting weekly events for us. Because yeah, a couple of weeks ago, it was pretty vanilla.
2: Yeah, and by the way, I forgot to put up the TNT Championship graphic. Both those guys were undefeated, by the way. Oh, that's... 4-0-6-0. That doesn't really change anything, I don't think, because somebody has to take an L here. No. So, Travis, I think we'll bid you adieu. Thank you for your uh, analysis and picks. Uh, we're going to be moving into SmackDown and Raw, so...
5: Have fun, gents. Good night. Happy 50th. Thank you.
2: Good day, Travis. All right. Now, we've got everybody where they need to be <laughs> once so we move into smackdown and guys i think we might have to hustle a little bit we still got smackdown raw impact and rebellion to get through so uh we're gonna put on the afterburners when we get to the impact show last week but we'll give smackdown and raw their due so uh, i will say mike uh michael cole introduced pat mcafee as the new commentator on smackdown and i thought he did a great job i liked that he stood up he was he was into it. So uh, so good on you, Pat. Uh, and from there, John Smith, it was Roman Reigns thinking that he was on top of the world and there would never be anybody to challenge him again.
4: Yeah, because after you see him stack Daniel Bryan and Edge, two Hall of Famers on top of each other and pin them at the same time in the main event of WrestleMania, who the hell else is going to want to come out and challenge him one-on-one? The answer to that is Cesaro, because Cesaro is just the man to take that belt off of him, in my opinion. But I don't think it's going to happen eventually. But I, I think I would love to see Cesaro take that belt off of him. Um, but look, you, later on, instead of Roman Reigns, he got Jey Uso, which was in the main event because you know main event J. Why would you not be in the main event? So uh, they, they, it was Cesaro putting on his strongman clinic. Every he you know he played all the hits. He did the uh, the real slow suplex where you know Jay was dead weight. He just kept going with it until he was up there. He did a nice uh, a nice drop kick to Jay while he was sitting on the top rope. You know you got to get pretty elevated for that. We didn't see a UFO unfortunately. And when he put on the uh, the the Cesaro swing, that's when we got. Wah wah! Seth Rollins back puts his nose back into Cesaro's business, so Cesaro's gonna, I guess, have to dispose of him at WrestleMania Backlash before he gets himself the title shot at Roman Reigns. But you know, I'm I'm willing to wait as long as Cesaro gets himself a nice main event against Roman Reigns at some point. Yeah, and they didn't they
2: didn't announce that Cesaro versus Seth Rollins match for Backlash, but you got to assume it's coming. So, yeah, there you go. Thank you, John. That was a good summary of, uh, of the main, main storyline that fed through all of SmackDown. But I do want to let people know that, hey, Rey Mysterio got a win over Otis on this show. Uh, and Otis was not happy about that. Also, Apollo Crews backstage, he let us know that it's the Nigerian nail from Commander Aziz that he used to take out Big E at WrestleMania. No signs of Big E on this show, though. Um, and John DeCone, I'll go to you. We had a tag team title match on this show as well. We did. We had the, uh, the
3: Street Profits come out initially for uh, Bianca's uh, championship celebration. Uh, and, you know, she did her all shucks baby face routine and almost managed to uh, be humble throughout the whole thing before going back to I'm the greatest, the goodest, the bestest, whatever uh but uh and we saw sasha backstage she's so pissed about the whole thing she can't even speak at this point so i'm sure there's more to come from them down the line and then they cleared out the the pretty carpet and the balloons and whatnot and we had uh the dirty dogs uh, Ziegler ziggler and rude versus the street profits and the profits were in some new blue and white outfits they were matching the whole decor and it it really looked like they were going to put the straps right back on them and uh, Bianca even said, you know, we only wear gold in this house. So, uh, Montez Ford might be in trouble because at the end of the day, even though they hit their, uh, the tag team finisher and, uh, Ford jumped out of the sky, uh, th- there was a kick out and that was, that only went for two. And then, uh, Ford shortly thereafter, uh, missed a blind tag. Ziegler came in while Ford was working on rude and he backed up right into a zigzag for a one, two, three and the dirty
2: dogs retained. No title change there. So Dirty Dog's got uh, title defenses on back-to-back episodes of SmackDown. And John Smith, WrestleMania backlash came early. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn right on SmackDown. We don't have to wait till backlash for that.
4: Right? I mean, I was plenty happy with this match. In fact, I thought this match was a little bit better than the WrestleMania match. Um, Just, you know... it had more of a natural feel to it. It's it, it, this seems like a match that, that they've probably had 20 times before, mm-hmm. but you know, they but this is probably like the first time they did it on WWE television, you know? And they, they just, they did all their stuff and, you know, KO had the upper hand pretty much most of the match. Um, Sammy got it, you know, a nice little power bomb off the second rope at one point And, um, you know, once KO started getting getting the upper hand, Sammy decided to crawl away and get lose by count out. So I don't think this is over. I think we're still going to get them at WrestleMania Backlash, and maybe they'll put on like an, a, another clinic at that one too. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think that's a fair uh, a fair assessment. Now before we finish and close the book on SmackDown, John DeCani, Natalia, and Shayna Baszler. Uh, Shayna Baszler on every episode of everything that we have these days. It seems like, yeah,
3: so we had uh, we had Shayna up to her old tactic. she uh, she said Natty up for that uh, that elbow stomp and the joint. you know she was twisting her arms up, getting ready for the stomp. Tamina pulls Natty out of harm's way to safety. Uh, Naya jumps up on the apron. Shayna almost runs into her. And that little bit of a distraction allows Natty to hit a roll up for a, a you know two minute and thirty second win, and uh, afterwards Nia immediately attacks Natty. Tamina super kicks Nia's head off, and uh, Natty and Tamina head back up the ramp uh, victorious. Not much more to say about it. It was a short match. I don't know what in God's name they're doing with the uh, women's tag division there, but you know, away we go.
2: Absolutely. Away we go. Now I'm going to put the afterburners on raw here. So I'll quickly say the Viking Raiders beat Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Lana and Naomi beat Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler. On Alexa's playground, she blamed everything she ever did wrong on her doll, Lily. Lily made her do it. Damian Priest got a win over the Miz. Sheamus is now in the business of doing open challenges, but he took out Umberto Carrillo before he could officially even answer the challenge. John DeCani, tell us about the main event. The main event here, we had uh, Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Uh,
3: Rhea came out. uh, She basically was announced like she was the third participant in the match right after the first two introductions. She took a seat right at the uh, base of the ramp. But before too long, she started circling the ring with her uh, her title over her shoulder. Charlotte uh, locks into figure eight, which you know puts her in a back bridge. Rhea reaches in, grabs her arms, and breaks it up, uh, releasing Asuka. Uh, Charlotte then grabs Rhea by the hair, tries to pull her into the ring, and that distraction allows Asuka to use a crucifix roll-up for a win. It was a little more than nine minutes. It was a good match, even with the outside interference. But uh, Charlotte didn't seem to think so, because after the match, she kind of went absolutely nuts and beat the living hell out of a referee, which led to her uh, indefinite suspension. So who knows the next time we'll see the queen.
2: Yes, indefinite suspension, $100,000 fine. Nice surprise for her. But John Smith, Randy Orton had a nice surprise early in the show as well.
4: Yeah, no. <laughs> when I saw Riddle start taking shots at Randy Orton backstage, that I got really excited for this match. I I didn't know I wanted this match until I saw Riddle zoom by him on that scooter. <laughs> oh man, and, and they didn't disappoint. You know, we got uh we got Randy Orton just putting on a clinic and then uh riddle every so often putting on a move that randy orton would struggle to get out of like the uh he, he kept putting him in a, in a rear naked choke he'd break out of it get back slap it back on break out of it slap it back on um but then we got to see what we wanted to see pete dunn do to riddle back in nxt we got to see randy orton focus on his feet and we got to see him stomping the feet and doing everything that that people normally do when they attack the hands which was fun to watch. And then out of nowhere, Riddle gets the backslide pin when uh, Randy Orton goes for for the RKO. So this definitely isn't even over either. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I think uh,
4: there's no way where Randy
2: Orton's just gonna let that loss lie. You know, there's absolutely no chance of that. Um, Riddle was all over the show. He had a conversation with the New Day, talking about silver dollar pancakes, um, all kinds of things on the show. also, Elias got a victory over Kofi Kingston. Drew McIntyre defeated Mason Tbar by disqualification when they wouldn't stop beating on him in the corner. Then we had Braun Strowman come out to make a save. Then you had Mason Tbar. They got a win over Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman only after Drew and Braun unmasked them. So to everybody's surprise, John Deconi, uh Mason Tbar are, in fact, Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic. Anything to add?
3: I, all I can say is I did not see that coming. I don't know what happened <laughs>
4: there. I wonder if they're gonna still be called Mason T Bar or if they're gonna or if they're gonna insult our intelligence and keep it that way. I mean, or you know, we all know who they are, but are they how stupid are they gonna make us think they that we are, you know?
2: Well, they're gonna own Mason T Bar and not own Dominic Dijakovic and Theo Madden. So I think that they'll I think that they'll market them as Mason T Bar. That's my thought. But well, those are
4: both their real names?
2: Yes. Well, Dominic DiJack or something like that. Very close.
4: Um, yeah. Okay.
2: Well, that pretty much puts the button on Raw. They had no matches that they announced out of SmackDown or Raw for us to pick. But we have some things on Impact. And uh, we got to get, get into Impact so that we can get out of here in time for NXT. So uh, quickly, some results from Impact last week. Josh Alexander beat TJP. Carl Anderson beat Crazy Steve. Uh, Jake Something defeated Brian Myers and Sammy Callahan defeated Matt Cardona. Those were pick-your-poison matches. Picking for this week, though, Good Brothers versus Decay. I'll start with you, John DeCounte. Who do you think?
3: Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Good brother, I think everything's rolling towards uh, the Bullet Club for this uh, pay-per-view coming up, so give me the Good Brothers here.
4: John Smith? Yeah, I got the Good Brothers winning this one, rolling into the, uh, the pay-per-view with some momentum.
2: Yeah, yeah it's a must-win for them. If they lose here, what right do they have to chase to to face Finjuice? Um Now, the same we might want to say about the Neil Dashwood and Susan match, unless somebody has some crazy theory. I'll start with you, John Smith. Um, Neil has Deanna Perrazzo this weekend.
4: Yeah, What's I know. I... I could, I could see Tenille losing this match, though, because she already earned her shot at the title. So what does it matter if she loses this one? Susan can go all Sue Young on her halfway through the match, and it's justified, you know?
2: Oh, uh, don't tempt me. John DeConi. what are your thoughts on
3: this? <laughs> I, I'm going to pick Tenille, but I'm never going to say, you know, well, come on, she's got a title shot. She can't possibly lose right before the pay-per-view, because the very last pay-per-view, I think that happened to Hukai Valkyrie. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick Tenille, but... You know, impact gonna impact, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was Susan.
2: Well, Taya was doing favors because she was leaving the territory, so True. You know, uh, and then finally we have a pre another preview of this weekend's Rebellion. We have Eddie Edwards versus Eric Young in a singles match, previewing their big eighteen person tag match that they're having at the pay per view. Uh, John DeConi, I'll go back to you with this one. Eddie Edwards or Eric Young?
3: Uh, this one's a coin flip for me. I'm going to go with Eric Young here because it seems like uh, Violent by Design seems to be getting the upper hand uh, all the time here, so might as well keep that rolling so it's that much more shocking when suddenly the you know impact uh, lifers uh, win over Violent by Design. And
2: John Smith?
4: Hmm. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards on this one because I think violent by design is going to come out on top at the pay-per-view.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and call no contest. We know Eric Young's hurt. I think the, uh, I think everybody rushes the ring and breaks it up and we have no match here really. And that leads us into rebellion. So with that in mind, we have a, uh, we have a little visit here from Al and Tyler.
1: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first pay-per-view of the 2021-22 Pro Wrestling Pick'em season. We are all zeroed out. Uh, please come on to ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Let me get the graphic up. I can't even promote my own stuff correctly. Here we go. Go to ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Join the Essential uh, Wrestling Podcast pool. We are all starting back fresh at zeros. Or if you just want to play along with your friends, You have that option, too. No one will interfere in your fun. So you can create a private pool uh, with your own friends. I have that as well. Let's go into the scoring. Uh, Like I said, we're all at zero, but we'll throw up our records from last year. Uh, Just because I'm an ego hound, I wanted to show off that I came in first place overall. Uh, Tyler, I know you didn't get to participate in every show. Um, Hopefully, your schedule will allow you to partake a little bit more. We can get you out of the basement there. Um, and then here we go again, Impact again, I had about a nice little run at the beginning of 2021, 31 consecutive straight matches, uh, there's a lot of perfect pay-per-view points in there, I kind of ra- uh, ran away with Impact, but we do have a new scoring system uh, in place in ProWrestlingPick'Em.com, Rebellion is one of Impact's big four pay-per-views, it is not an Impact Plus special, so for the big four we're going to give them more points with bound for glory getting the most we'll cross that bridge when we get there in october but rebellion we're going to triple the points so you are going to have 15 points for an impact championship match 15 points for the aew title match do the math there kids that's a 30 point match right there all other matches will be uh title matches will be nine points any non-title matches will be three we have two interpromotional matches um those will get three points added as well. So if we do the math for Rich Swan and Kenny Omega, uh, you have 15 points plus 15 points plus the inter- interpromotional three. That's a 33-point match equaling a 33-point perfect pay-per-view bonus. Uh, but, Tyler, before uh, Ryan and John and John get into their picks for uh, for Rebellion, uh, I kind of just – I told you the news, your face lit up, so I tried to get on air as quickly as possible. just uh, more over now, though
2: pausing the video watch for tyler's big expert analysis here
1: will be the play-by-play announcer for the main event uh kenny omega and rich swan in their huge championship for championship match um you're, yeah you're it's awesome i know you're smiling, I'm, smiling. Mm-hmm.
0: Mama I'm so glad he's doing the match that's why that's awesome
1: <laughs> great great <laughs> Love do you do yeah, all right um <laughs> So, Ryan, I'm just going to kick it back to, new, to you. I don't know what you're going to be doing first or what match, what are you doing right now. We're going to take a break, but then at the end of uh, the three of them making their picks, um, we will hop on as well. We'll give our two cents in as well. So, Ryan, take it away, pal.
2: Okay, guys. Well, we are. what we're going to do is we're going to start with uh, Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steel's defending their titles against Jordan Grace and the question mark, the question mark being a mystery – uh, partner, So I'm interested. John DeConte, you're our senior impact correspondent. So please do tell us who you think Jordan Grace's tag team partner will be and will they win? OK, uh, I've been burned so many times,
3: but I'm going to go down uh, swinging the same way. Uh, I've been saying that I wanted to see I, I had an idea of uh, what was going to happen uh, with the women's division here. And it's laying out the way I had hoped, and I'm hoping uh, we didn't see ODB in a couple of weeks. Jazz is now retired. Uh, we we put a nail in the coffin of Havoc and Nevaeh. I want to see the two big hosses of the women's division, Jordan and Havoc, and I will pick them to take the tag team, uh, the knockouts, tag team titles off of Fire and playback.
2: Oh my goodness, you're picking against uh, against Jersey. Uh, John Smith, Kiera, and Tasha actually interrupted Jazz's retirement speech, and that's how we got in this situation because Jordan and Jazz got a win. And Scott, Scott DeMore wanted to give the match to Jazz, but Jazz said, No, no, I'm a woman of my word. She's going to pick that partner. Who's it going to be, and who's going to win?
4: I can't even begin to think of who it's going to be. Havoc makes sense, but I, I didn't even think of her. It's just, you know. Jazz makes the most sense, but it's not going to be her. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with our senior impact correspondent here. I'm just gonna piggyback off of his ideas, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, Jordan and question mark. Okay. Well,
2: in my my uh, analysis, Jazz is making the pick here, and she says that she has the perfect person. So I'm gonna dig way back into the way back into the treasure trove. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out Ivory. That's who that's gonna be. Ivory is the pick, and um, I think they are gonna win because I don't know why you bring in somebody mystery and and not have a win. So
4: maybe Gail Kim. Oh, that might be a good one. Yeah. Well, they've been. I don't know if you watch on if you if you've been watching on Twitch or not. Um, but the, on Twitch, they don't have commercials. They show old Impact clips. In between, you know, when when there should be commercials on on the regular TV, and they've been showing a lot of Gail Kim lately. Yeah.
3: So, so
4: yeah, I don't know if that means anything or if it's just random. They show, they always show that stupid Scott Steiner thing that that got parodied yeah. this this past week at um, uh, what's his name? Swinger's Palace. Yeah. So, but they always show that one, and you know, this is the first time they've ever done anything with it, but. Well, may, maybe
2: that's what will happen. I know she is on payroll. She has a backstage role, so she could be right there and ready to go. Uh, John Deconi, uh Violent by Design, they are going to be facing that team of Eddie Edwards, Willie Mack, Chris Saban, and not pictured James Storm. Violent by Design has a 1-0 and record as a four-man unit. But what do you think in this match?
3: Yeah, I think uh, Violent by Design has been having their way uh, with uh, most of their, you know, however however they uh, double them up, whether uh, it's uh, singles, uh, doubles, trios, and now uh, as a four-man unit. I think this is where they finally get their comeuppance. Uh, I'm going to say that Eddie, Willie, Chris, and Storm uh, take this one at the pay-per-view.
2: I think I agree with you, with James Storm being the kind of the guy that's going to be the difference maker. What do you think, John Smith?
4: Uh, I alluded to it before. I got violent by design winning this one, and, you know, who knows? Maybe some, maybe James Storm actually flips, and he joins violent by design. It's something that could happen, you know, or a fifth member of the group that we don't know of makes a, some sort of run in. I'll tell you,
2: nobody has worse luck than Eddie Edwards, so sorry about your damn luck. (laughs) John Smith, Sammy Callahan and Trey, they've had a feud bubbling ever since Trey got back. Um, Callahan, uh, uh, he admitted to attacking Tommy Dreamer at Hardcore Justice just to get Trey on the pay-per-view. That was the straw that broke the camel's back, though, and now we have Sammy Callahan versus Trey in a
4: last-man-standing
2: match at Rebellion. Who is gonna stand? Who's gonna walk away?
4: Uh, it's it's got to be Trey. It's got to be. I don't see how he doesn't win this. The way they've been building up this whole feud for the past month, two months, even.
2: Now I was gonna say, John DeConi, that Sammy Callahan doesn't seem to get any wins, but my win loss records here seem to indicate otherwise. <laughs> so I guess I can't really go with that. But uh, what do you think on this? Uh, on this. Yeah, so this is
3: this is kind of a coin flip for me because Sammy, because it's the last man standing, Sammy could do something absolutely terrible uh, to get the victory here. But I think I'm going to go with Trey just because it makes the most sense. And boy, does that get you in trouble when you're picking impact matches.
2: Yeah, I'm picking Trey too, and I think it's because Sammy's going to take a ridiculous bump of some kind or have some big weapon, light tube, thumbtack thing happen to him. So that's my thought on that now moving along though we have we have a match that i think we've been kind of thinking we were going to see ever since uh basically may april 15th of last year and that is brian myers versus matt cardona and i put here on the graphic internet championship not on the line here (laughs) Um, but uh, brian myers four and three matt cardona three and one Uh, i'll start with you john smith what do you say?
4: I say that I get their two names mixed up still sometimes because there will always be <laughs> Kurt Hawkins and Zach Ryder to me. But um, I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going with uh, with Cardona, aka Zach Ryder. That's I think cool. this is, the, I think this is your your true like heel face storyline where the face prevails, you know, something like out of the late 80s, early 90s, you know.
2: Now, John DeConney, last I knew, Cardona was working date by date, Matt, uh, whereas Brian Myers under contract. Not sure if that makes a difference here. I like John Smith's logic. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think uh, Smith is 100% right here. Uh, you know, Myers got the quick uh, victory last week and then picked Sammy Hallahan for Cardona, and Cardona has a loss going into this. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Cardona you know, gives us our happy moment here where the baby face goes over at the big pay-per-view.
2: Yeah, we're all on the same page here. I think Cardona gets this win as well. Now, the odds are at question in this next match. It is the X Division Championship match. According to Swingers Palace, TJP is the odds-on favorite to win. But as John Smith alluded to earlier, the inventor of the Canadian destroyer, P. D. Williams, did some magic math, uh, Steiner style, with his headgear. And apparently Josh Alexander in the Steiner world is the odds-on favorite. So, uh, John Smith, I'll go to you. Since you brought it up earlier, uh, here are their win-loss records. Who do you think's going to walk out with the X Division Championship?
4: Oh, man. They've been pushing Josh Alexander so hard lately. I I don't think they're going to put it on him, though. I think I think Ace Austin is going to retain somehow, some way. Okay. John DeConte, this is the year of Ace Austin, as you have foretold.
2: Does he need to <laughs> drop this X Division Championship now so that he can move on to the next championship?
3: I, I, I don't think so here uh, for exactly uh, the, the, the way that Smith put it. I think was perfect with it. Josh, it really seems like they're moving towards Josh, moving towards Josh. But I'm going to go back to something that uh, got me in trouble WrestleMania weekend and say, I think there's going to be some title changes here. So somebody's got to retain uh, and uh, might as well be Ace Austin. So, okay, give me Ace to retain here. Uh, maybe him and Josh go uh, head up somewhere down the line and that's where Josh finally takes it. But give me Austin here at Rebellion.
2: Okay. That logic would have been not served you well at WrestleMania. A lot of title changes there, although there were quite a few retentions. I mean, you had Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. So you got that, but all the ones I did, all the ones I didn't pick. <laughs> there, well, you know, a lot of points on the line there. A lot of points on the line. So, um, and we have another championship match here, and I'm curious to know whether this is the one that you're picking um, for a for a, for a a change. We have Deanna Perazzo and Tenille Dashwood. It is the Knockouts Championship, John Coney And this, this one is one of
3: the ones where I didn't labor too long on it. No offense to Tenille, but I, I think uh, Deanna makes fairly short work of her. I think Deanna will definitely –
2: I've got Diana here too, John Smith. She's five and zero. Seems to be untouchable. Do you think Danielle Dashwood? I don't care how cool her sunglasses are, but do you think she can be the person who knocks off uh, Diana Prado?
4: No, definitely not. I think I like the uh, dynamic of the heel versus heel. Of course, you know that's my thing, and we don't really ever see it with the women. We do get it now and then across wrestling with the men, but I don't. I can't. Re- Remember a heel-on-heel heel action with the women, especially a, a match that means so much. So, um, you know, Deanna's going to win. This is just another win to feed Deanna as her resume keeps getting more impressive. Yep, yep.
2: I got Deanna, too, all the way. Deanna's probably going to hold that belt till Jordan Grace
4: takes it off for John
2: county That's what I'm saying.
3: Either that or uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, we get wild in the impact zone. And, you know, oh, yeah. I, I see Deanna coming out and saying, I've beaten everybody there is to beat, who's left on the roster for me, and then we get wild.
2: Yeah. Well, we have two more matches, both interpromotional. Finn Juice versus the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Championships come up first. Uh, John McConnie, I'll go back to you. Are the belts staying in Japan, or are they coming back home to the Impact Zone?
3: I would really love to see Finn Juice uh, defend them here and hold on to them for a little while longer. And if I thought maybe they were going to be in America, I don't know how long they're going to stay this this trip. But I think things are rolling towards, uh, you know, we saw the Bullet Club last week on AEW outside near their car and they're all gathered around. They're all buddy, buddy, arm in arm. And I think we're just going to get a replay of that sometime soon, except there's going to be a lot more gold in the picture. So give me the good brothers to get their belts back here
2: okay that's that's interesting analysis John. So do you think those belts are also going back?
4: yeah I think definitely think the uh the good brothers win it I think they uh they looked a little out of place not having some some gold on their on their shoulders while the other bull club members were were talking so much smack back there and then you got Don callis right in front of them calling the young bucks the greatest tag team in the world and you know they got the belts to prove it and the, the good brothers don't so they need to get those back.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go for that. I could also see a scenario where that that uh, Bullet Club faction falls apart, and the Good Brothers bring home the AEW Tag Team Championships because if uh, depending on how this last match goes, if they're trading belts back and forth, companies might want to keep things somewhat even. Um, but I'll pick the Good Brothers here, and then Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. We of course we have one more impact before, so people, so you guys, you know, your picks aren't totally locked in now. You know, luck can happen on Thursday. But um, Rich Swan, you know, he's he would be the shocking win. Kenny Omega is the one that everybody thinks will win. But Rich one <laughs> is the one that would actually, you know, make cause the most ripple. So, uh, John Smith, you take first go.
4: Well, I think a lot of what Travis was saying earlier is right, um, but the with the um, I'm sorry, with the ratings, how they haven't really shown much since this AEW invasion except for that first week. But I I think it's because this match is so predictable and nobody in their right mind thinks that Rich Swan's coming out with all three of those belts. So I think once we get this over with, then the ball can really start rolling with this impact versus AEW thing because now they got our belts hostage. Yep. Especially because there's two belts now. The, the, T, the TNA belt, whether you whether you, you recognize it personally or not, it's now recognized as a as a championship in, in impact. So, you know, they got their two top belts on somebody else, and then you know, they're gonna have to send some renegades over to try to recover them, you know.
2: You know, John DeConny some of what John Smith is saying is part of the reason why I think maybe Finn Juice might retain because because it would make for an interesting story if all of the all the impact belts just aren't an impact anymore. But what do you think? Here does Rich Swan have a chance at at taking that belt hump at the AEW World Championship?
3: Uh, you know, we try to we try to lay out scenarios that uh, you could go either way here. But th- this is about as cut and dry as a match I think we're ever going to pick. If all this hasn't been uh, leading up to uh, the belt collector. Adding two more belts to the collection, then I don't know what's going on. So give me Kenny Omega here, being, you know, he's, he's going to need the, the Bucks and the brothers to help him hold up his arms as he lays out all four belts when he shows up on AEW the next week.
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I'm I'm picking Kenny Omega here as much as as much as I think that the shock and awe of Rich Swan winning would be so worth it. I think Kenny Omega is our guy in this match and. Uh, We've all had our choice, or that we've picked all the matches, and we've had our say. Now let's give Al and Tyler their time to let us know how, what they're picking.
1: All right, so uh, John, John, Ryan—they all made their picks. They are all set. Tyler, let's discuss a little bit real quick. It's the 50th episode. God damn it! If we're not going to be honest in some way, shape, or form, other than a cold open, so we're going to go through the Rebellion card right now. Let's have some fun here. Let's get that graphic up top. Boom. We are in rebellion mode. There we go. Tyler, there's an eight-man tag team match. Uh, you got Violet by Design, who won an uh, eight-man tag team hardcore match at Hardcore Justice. Therefore, their squad is intact. But this time, uh, Eddie Edwards is going to be joined by James Thorne, Chris Saban, and the man with the best wrestling entrance music uh, on the planet, Chocolate Thunder Willie Mack. Who do you got in this one?
0: I'm going to take Violet by Design.
1: All right, I'm going to go with the heels on this one. I figured, the key is what I'm mentioning here, Tyler, and this is my thought process. Who you knows if I'm right or wrong here? This is not, doesn't sound like this was announced as a hardcore match. So uh, this is violence uh, within the rules, I guess, for Eric yeah. Young and his squad. Not to mention, Eric Young, shout out to him. Uh, it came out that he blew his ACL uh, in that – it actually was the match. It was James Storm's thousandth match before Hardcore Justice. He's yeah. been trucking through, so shout out to Eric Young. Yeah. Um I in a match Ty that's got to, I'm sorry, Tyler,
0: we were you saying No, he's an absolute trooper.
1: Absolutely. That's it. You know, he's, he's see that the Canadian and the hockey player mentality, you have to, Absolutely. you know, take the that that Ron disappeared when
0: he like. blew his knee out. <laughs>
1: yeah. So Tyler, in a match that is gonna be near and dear to your heart, uh Long Island's <laughs> gonna explode here with Matt no. Cardona and Brian Myers.
0: Uh I, I don't want either one of them to lose. They're both Long Island guys, but I guess I if they're both Long Island guys, I win either way.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm,
0: I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Brian Myers here.
1: Okay, I'm with you on that one too. I think uh Myers has uh he's got the motivation in this. I can totally see Cardona winning and then Myers going insane. Um yeah. I can see that happening just as much as I can see Myers. I have a lot of good guys winning here, so <laughs> Uh, especially in the, in the lower end of the card, so I figured, you know, and I'll, I'll throw Brian Myers, cheat the win, right? Now that's that's kind of been his thing. go yeah. Um, in a match where you know, Sammy Callahan, he's been uh saying a lot lately that he's been, uh, I don't know if he's been wanting to make out with Trey Miguel, but he's saying he wants to teach him passion. So they're gonna go at it. Trey Miguel obviously does not lack passion in the ring. I can tell you that he's fired up right now. Oh yeah,
0: and that's why I'm gonna give him a pick. I'm gonna go with Trey Miguel. He's
1: yeah, I got up. Trey Miguel on that one as well. Samus seems like he's too much in control on that one. Uh, The Knockouts Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Fire and Flava, uh, they lost. Jazz got the pin uh, over them last weekend during her retirement speech. It was an impromptu match. None of them were in their wrestling gear. Jazz got the win, which earned Jordan Grace and Jordan's uh, a partner of her choosing.
0: I mean, look, you I love my question marks yes they're very enticing and it gets you is very it, worked up so i'm taking jordan grace and her question marks
1: is it going to be cm punk
0: i'd and mean, i would have a lot of questions to ask but I uh, hope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well eric young is a former knockouts tag team champion it was not below them to put a female belt on a male
0: very uh, true
1: i'm not st- i'm not shying for jersey i'm never going to shy from jersey it's, it's tasha Steeles newark you know, uh the brick uh brick street right uh brick yeah. State Brick City, uh, my Brick City babe there, Texas Steel. so I'm going to go Fire flavor on that one. Ace Austin's going to be in a triple threat match with Josh Alexander, and TJP, Josh Alexander's been on a roll lately.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've picked TJP the last couple of Impact shows, and he keeps breaking my heart. Yeah. Um, I- I'm going to have to go Josh Alexander on here, just with the momentum behind him.
1: Yeah, and he won the tag team match with Petey Williams, and then he beat TJP straight up in a wrestling yeah. match. No interference. Straight up contest. Josh Alexander got the win on TJP uh I, i'm not going against days again jersey it's just like you're gonna see a pattern there's always a pattern with me in impact it's amazing how oh, many yeah. uh, Jersey, and they're all champions right now ty that's why i want this to drag on as long as it possibly can be um in another promotional match uh thin is going to be flying back stateside with the impact tag team championships they're going to get uh gallows and they're going to get the rematch
0: yeah i mean it's a tough match to pick about, I'm going to go with the Good Brothers here. I think they get it that second time around.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's going to be. I, I, I mean, I don't know what everyone's thinking. You know, we haven't really discussed on the text chain or even on. The, I think a lot of people are going to be on Anderson and Gallows because you have to keep the belts. You know, okay, it's fun. They were overseas. They were missing. I'm going to get Finn Juice here, and then I, I bold prediction. I think they lose them Thursday to somebody else, like Saban and Storm. Maybe they give them, uh, Saban and Storm the tag match because they had. They had it out with Finju's in the beginning that if they get the win over Violent by design and the eight man or help get the win there, I'm thinking maybe uh, they come in, they bring the belts back home. I just don't, I don't think, I don't think it would give it back to Gallows and Anderson. I think they, uh, I think the funny thing is, you know, if they lost them, they're getting, you know, they were laughed at by DK. Eddie Edwards kicked them out of the locker room. I think that's a fun little thing that I want to keep going.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that completely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Knockout champion Deanna Perrazzo. She's gonna have her hands full. Uh, Tenille Dashwood, John Smith, little heel-on heel action here. Uh Tyler, how do you think this is one that's gonna go?
0: I'm on team jersey for this one. Deanna Perrazzo.
1: There you go. Yeah, I'm not I never been against Deanna, and it's worked out well for me so far. But here's here's the wrench tie. I'm gonna maybe call a little bit of a wrench here this whole sue young thing you know she came out at hardcore justice she was back at susie um if she's only showing up on pay-per-views she's gonna show up and uh you know that thing with her and Deanna is not over yet so i can i can kind of see sue young at least distracting diana so teneal can get a cheap win here yeah um and then and then you know teneal can go forward the knockouts title and her brand new talk show which was absolutely incredible uh last Thursday at Impact I don't know if you watched or not her new talk show is where she brings on she's the guest and she brings on hosts to interview her ask any question they want of her (laughs) it's a reverse it's awesome that's awesome yeah that's that's really creative it's all about her Ty all about her
0: no that's creative I like that
1: so I can totally see that happening but uh maybe uh maybe Slammiversary I don't know I'm gonna try to push this Sue Young thing off as long as possible (laughs) Um, and then in the main event, we got, we got history here. Like we said in the intro of uh, the Rebellion package, that Moro Ronaldo will be uh, doing the pay-by-play commentary for uh, the main event, which will be AEW on, Champion sure. Kenny Omega against the Impact Undisputed Champion, or I'm sorry, the Unified Impact TNA World Champion. That's a long title for those two belts. Yeah. Uh, Rich Swan. So um, the story here, Ty, is the One Winged Angel it's you know don Callis keeps on showing that video they keep mentioning it kenny kind of squirmed out of it um the one impact that nobody watched because takeover was on rich swan you know squirmed out of it he avoided it so
0: i you know i i don't know i mean my heart's in three different places my heart wants rich swan to win my heart wants kenny omega win but my heart also wants to see a no contest because i don't really i don't know (sighs)
1: I well, like they I mentioned got... just just to put one of your hearts aside here for a sec, Ty. They had a press conference last week, and both Scott Demore and Tony Khan were present, and they they said there
0: will be a winner. So, okay, so I'm going to put that heart to the side. Yeah, and I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take Kenny Omega.
1: Yeah, I think I think this is a lock, Ty. I think this yeah. is uh, I I and, I and I got a couple. I got two bold predictions here: one with the match, and then one going forward. How does look? I think that the whole the whole talk about this is the one-winged angel, right? Or the one-winged angel, however you want to pronounce it. I think uh, my bold prediction is Rich Swan kicks out of it. I think yeah. he kicks out of the first one, and maybe a one-winged angel off the second turnbuckle is what does him in. But I can, you know, now that Moro's doing the announcing, I can see Rich Swan kicking out of it and Moro just losing his bleep.
0: Couple Mama Mia's. What's that? Couple Mamma Mias.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of mama music. That's gonna be this is gonna be like a 37, you know, 38, 39 star match uh, range. This is gonna oh, this is yeah. gonna be a great match. But the long term prediction here, Ty, is that yeah. I got Kenny Omega too. I think everybody and their mother's taking Kenny Omega. I don't think anybody is picturing Rich Swan showing up as dy- on Dynamite as the AEW champion. I don't. I think that's the last thing um on anybody's mind here. But going forward, my my thing was like, okay, okay. So how do you get this off, Kenny? How does Impact get their title back? My original thought was Eddie Edwards. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's the that's an answer. He's gonna get his shot. I think maybe they do for one year, they do away with the five-person match at Slammiversary and do Kenny Omega versus Eddie Edwards. You know, that's the heart, that's the soul guy. If anyone is gonna fight to get that belt back, it will be Eddie Edwards. And I had him doing it up until about two days ago, three days ago. Um, so I'm going to have Kenny Omega get past Eddie Edwards, go to Bound for Glory. Samoa Joe. Bring Samoa yeah. Joe home. Samoa Joe is going to be the savior of the company that he grew up in. Um, I got Samoa Joe being the one to eventually get the Impact Championship off Kenny Omega. Uh, that yeah. bound for glory, so there's going to be some time. You got about six, seven months, uh, six months till that happens, but uh, I mean, that's my long
0: term, sh- uh, call right there. Yeah, I mean, you got to wait 90 days just for Samoa Joe to be able to compete to begin with, so you'll be halfway there already.
1: Yeah, exactly. Is well, that's the I say, dude, Slammerversary last year was on fire because of the pandemic releases, so who knows yeah. if uh, they're gonna do the same thing again with more surprises. Uh, let me to say, you can get Billy and Peyton over there, you know, they got the tag titles and impact. Um, you know, I think they would be. All, I think would do okay in AEW. I think they're better suited for Impact, though. Billy Payton.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think based off of my World Tag Titles pick and my uh, AEW Impact World Title pick, I can see Wednesday. You know, everybody just comes out on AEW. The Good Brothers, Kenny Omega, all get on the ramp holding all the titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if they don't choose to go the Samoa Joe route, I mean, there's other guys that are still lurking around. What you know, whether they took some time away from Impact or not, that are also uh, quote unquote OGs. Okay. You know, you could have a, you could have an Eric Young do it, and even if he loses, you know, you still have him go and fight James mm-hmm. Storm. You know, they have options to do that whole uh, Impact Redemption story or fighting for your home
1: yeah yeah exactly and then there's a lot of them. and he, kenny and and i hope kenny's up for all those fights because they're all they would all be great kenny on kenny omega and eric young would be great uh yeah. but my call is uh samoa joe comes home and uh he i think he's the only one with enough credibility uh oh yeah to beat kenny omega and it seemed legitimate and not like uh like i said you got to throw moose maybe in this conversation well maybe moose is what costs rich swan at rebellion yeah. as well so maybe you know if you bring, moose has been off this moose has been off tv since um since no, losing I, the unification match to rich swan back in i think i don't know if it was january or whatever
0: it was i mean let's also not forget here that um cm punk yeah in CM the punk? Early 2000s he was no he was a tna guy in the early 2000s everybody forgot? i
1: remember he was a part of raven's gathering tyler i was watching
0: yeah. And so yeah Fight for the company you worked for for six weeks. Why not?
1: Yeah, Raven had CM Punk, Julio De Niro, and L- Alexis LeRae, who ended up being Mickey James. Yes. Anyway, I'm done drinking my cup of power. Tyler, uh, th- this was fun doing this one. You know, after 50 episodes, me and you finally got to talk some wrestling one-on-one again. That was a lot of fun. Um, guys, enjoy Rebellion. Uh, everybody at home, I will see you next week, Tyler. Maybe not so much, but um, I will definitely be back in next week. Looking forward to seeing everybody. And uh, we're talking about the, what happened at Rebellion. Uh, guys, take it away. Thank you for covering us for 50. Appreciate it. All right, let's go. To the game's about to start. Yep.
2: <laughs> well, there you go, guys. They have made their picks. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it makes sense that in the 50th episode of the Essential Wrestling podcast, we have finally managed to. Completely blow our time schedule out of the out of the water. So, we are we are in overtime here. So uh, let me uh, let me get through some of the some of the uh, important things that we tell people about at the end of the show, like the primetime Rundown, powered by StreamYard, with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca. It's airing every Friday night at 6 p.m. They take you through the world of sports. Right here on the Eastern Observer For more information go to the easternobserver.com I am the host of the Daily Wrestling News Show It's Monday through Thursday at 10am As Al would say, get your morning cup of joy With me and all my band of merry co-hosts Right here on the Eastern Observer Or on Minutes to Bell Time Wherever you watch the Daily Wrestling News Show uh, I will just program note There is a Friday show this week And the Body Slam Brigade Newsletter, over 4,000 subscribers, actually over 4,100 subscribers get this weekly column. Go to -to MinutesToBelletime.com to subscribe to the Body Slam Brigade Newsletter. I write it for you for free. And then this one is for the ladies. If you're upset with the whole process of putting on your eyelashes, let me tell you about these new magnetic lashes that Al's wife is now proudly selling. Take a look at this picture of her. As you can see, they look just like the eyelashes you put on, but they have magnetic eyeliner and 10 tiny magnets on the actual lash. The process is simplified and hassle-free. Join Steph's lovely lashes on Facebook for more details on these amazing Tori Bell products. It's as easy as liner, lash, boom. And as we've talked about throughout the entire episode, ProWrestlingPickEm.com Go there now to Join a league uh, Play against your friends, play against the universe It is the new season It's a great time to jump in uh, This pay-per-view coming up Uh, Rebellion is the first Of the new season, so get in there Join us on the Essential Wrestling Podcast Or create a league of your own And then join us back here for Episode 51 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast We've been doing it for 50 episodes. We're happy to proceed into 51 through 100. Uh, We'll see you right back here on Tuesday, every Tuesday, to take you through the world of wrestling. And it looks like King Kong Bundy is in place. John Smith's there in the background. John DeCon is here. Guys, raise your cup of power to 50 episodes of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Chin chin. Cheers, Cheers, gentlemen. Here's to 500 more. (laughs) right (laughs) for John and John and Travis and Gary and Al and Tyler. I am Ryan and we'll see you next week.